Members of Congress expressed optimism Sunday about the prospects for reaching a deal to avoid the fiscal cliff. A fragile ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is entering its third full day, and both Israelis and Palestinians... Bottom line, Senator, if uh, the president nominates Ambassador Rice to be the next Secretary of State or some other... Supplementary question. Do you personally believe that gay people are born gay? Impact segment tonight, the Talking Points memo... Hot damn politics. 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 I'm back now with the Brain Trust panel. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust panel. These niggas won't hold me back. 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 The brain trust panel. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Hot diggity damn politics. I put that shit on everything. People moving in, people moving in, because of the color of the skin. Run, 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 but you so can't hide. And I bought out a tooth for a tooth, both for me, and I'll set you free. Rap on, brother, rap on. Well, the only person talking about love and brother is the preacher.
rubber meets the road 2014 in february the protesters seize kiev as the president flees the president of ukraine is taken out by the people of ukraine this is the first critical date it gives people the opportunity to save the day now if you remember all of the Halliburton stuff that we heard under Bush, when a country is destabilized and goes to hell in a handbasket, it is a chance for people to do all kinds of things, especially if they partner with the new people. So we made partner of the new president. Now, Halliburton, 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 remember that? Left cared about that. Halliburton, Halliburton, Halliburton. The media was all over George W. Bush. Corruption, corruption, corruption. Why have you not heard anything about what I'm going to show you? So in February 2014, this becomes the new president, total upheaval. Uh, They have no money. They're completely broke. And here comes the United States of America in March of that year. President Obama says, we're from the United States government, and we're here to help. So he decides, you know who you need? You know who you can need because you're very corrupt. This is a very corrupt place, and it is. And we're going to help you, and we got lots of money. We can print it, whatever we want. So we got lots of money. But we've done this before, and we did it with TARP, and we spent all kinds of money. But we wanted to make sure that all of that reinvestment in America was clean, no corruption. And so we put Joe Biden in charge. So Joe is going to be the new point man in Ukraine. Okay, so then Joe... In March of that year, a month later, he has a quick little meeting because his son just started a new business. I love this. He started a new business, and he was going to be an investment banker, right, investment guy. And they were going to do all this investment funds, and it was going to be fantastic. He has no experience in that. He partners with John Kerry's uh, son and uh, this guy, Devon Archer. This guy is John Kerry's what was he is his financial guy. I spent 30 minutes at a chalkboard just talking about this scandal. You can find it at YouTube. You can find it at blazetv.com. It is uh, Joe Biden scandal in Ukraine. Okay. So he meets with Devon Archer. I'm going to give you this real quick. He meets with Devon Archer, nothing to do with Ukraine. And then in April, he flies to Ukraine and guess what? So does he. And in May of that year, he is made a board member of a gas company called Burisma. And guess who else is made on a board member? Hunter Biden. 
it is nice, it is cute, and nothing to see here, folks. Like I said, you can get more uh, on that story. But this is pretty much the Biden story. It happens all here. You'll see it a little bit on the timeline, but it's very small. Here's where it gets good. Because this poor country is so corrupt, Barack Obama says, guys, we want to give you some money. We want to give you some money. But I got to tell you, we're going to have to watch over it. Now, let me show you how much money we're talking about. Riding in on the white horse to save the day with all kinds of USAID to Ukraine, it included a billion-dollar sovereign loan guarantee, $320 million in general assistance, $118 million in equipment training for their security forces, $20 million for new law enforcement reform, and a fleet of advisors in banking and politics and energy and media and human rights. Well, they do that in, in May. You give them all kinds of money. And then because they're so corrupt, we mandate to this corrupt country that they start a national anti-corruption bureau of Ukraine. Because we can't trust the guys in the masks. A national anti-corruption bureau of Ukraine. It's fantastic. And you know who their partner is? Us, of course. (laughs) We're not corrupt at all. So the guy who was... uh, tapped to be the first director of the bureau is this guy artem how do you say his name sitnik okay he's the first director and what's great is because he is now in charge of anti-corruption he now has a direct line to the administration to talk about anything anything the ukrainians might dig up okay we get here we get now to this place where we are dumping all of that aid in, but we're watching over it because we're responsible. And we were becoming a giant piggy bank, but we made some mistakes early on. Well, first, do you remember, do you remember Burisma? Burisma was uh, run by this guy. This guy is so corrupt that he couldn't come to the United States. He was never to be granted a visa to come to the United States because he's an oligarch. He not only runs Burisma, but he also has a bank. Whoa. So this guy gets the money for Burisma, $1.8 billion, put into his bank. I mean, who wouldn't put $1.8 billion in an oligarch, corrupt guy who can't come into the United States? He's so corrupt. Who wouldn't put it in that, right? Oopsie, it's like Monopoly, bank made a banking error, lost $1.8 billion. Where did it go? Well, he certainly didn't have anything to do with it because somehow or another, he at the same time is given a visa to come to the United States. He's not a bad guy anymore. Woo! Wow. Take a moment just to look at that for a second. Okay, now, June of 2015, coming down the the escalator at Trump Tower is Donald Trump. And he's like, make America great again. Got it? 
This is a big day, June 15th. By late 2015, we are the Ukrainian piggy bank. We are giving them all kinds of money, but we're also helping them with advisors. Oh, yes, we are. We are helping them with Greg Craig, the former Obama White House counsel. We have Tad Devine, chief strategist for Bernie Sanders, and Tony Podesta, brother to John Podesta. We also have Mark Penn, the chief strategist for Hillary Clinton, John Alazone, Obama campaign pollster, another guy, John, the Obama campaign lead pollster. Oh, my gosh. This is fantastic. When you need help, buddy, all you have to do is phone a friend because all of these people are now working in Ukraine for you. You are our man. I cannot stress enough that the climate in Ukraine is all corrupt at this point. This is the climate that the Russia investigation begins in. Not the official investigation led by Robert Mueller. No, no, no. The unofficial investigation launched by none other than the DNC. Now, this is really, this is where it gets really interesting. Back in the U.S. in late 2015, while all of this is going on, the Democratic Party decides they're going to hire Alexandra Chalupa. Taco Bell, I apologize. The only person that could make a chalupa into a bad thing is her. Alexandra Chalupa, she's the daughter of a Ukrainian immigrant. And she began right away after she was hired doing uh, opposition research on Donald Trump. Now remember, late 2015, June, he's coming down the escalator. The Democrats go right to work in Ukraine to find out dirt. Wow, do they have, they have a little machine built there? Or how, do they, how are they digging up dirt? Why would they do this in Ukraine? Here are the documents I want to show you that shows that, yes, she did indeed work. This is from uh, OpenSecrets.org, that she did work for the DNC. And they paid her $71,918. There you see it in the monitor. All right? That's just for her work during the 2016 election. But her work with the DNC goes all the way back to 2004. Now, in January 2016, she starts to, she starts to investigate. And Chalupa approaches an official at the DNC and says, Regarding Donald Trump's campaign, I just feel that there's a Russia connection. Oh, you feel that? Wow. How the heck did you feel that? This is in January 2016. At that time, there was nothing out on Manafort, and Manafort wasn't even working for Donald Trump. There was no Steele dossier. George Papadopoulos wasn't on the campaign yet. There was no FISA request, even for Carter Page at this point. So she just, I don't know, maybe she had a Ouija board. Trump, are you S? I don't know. Could be Rush, could be Russia. I don't know, but I have this feeling. Wow. So she goes to work and she concentrates most of her, uh, her corruption 
on, yes, who else? Paul Manafort. She wants to find out all about Paul Manafort. Now, Paul Manafort is somebody that I talked about during the election. I thought he was clearly dirty, okay? However, he was working with the now exited, the guy, remember the guy on the floor? He was trying to, can you grab that for me? He was trying to help this guy get elected. Remember, Obama had this guy. This guy had all of these people right at the other end of the phone. Manafort was trying to get this guy to go back to the election. Interesting enough, all of her energy was focused on Manafort and not the partners that were trying to get this guy elected. Who was trying to get him? Uh, no, no, him too, right? Who else was working on this? We have, oh yeah, here it is. Tad Devine and Tony Podesta. Now that's weird because they were working on the same thing and, and they, they were in the same bed. And what's really crazy is she only wanted to focus on him. Nothing here. Now the same month that Chalupa was telling the DNC that there was a Russia connection between Manafort and Trump, the Obama White House summoned some people. In fact, what they did is the White House, Obama gave a personal information to the prosecutors in Ukraine. Remember, remember the National Anti-Corruption Bureau? Those guys and like their attorney general, their, their you know, uh, uh, regular police force, if you will, their national police force, was summoned to the White House. And Obama said, what we're going to do is we're going to build cooperation with Ukraine. Your anti-corruption bureau, which is fantastic, headed by this guy. Fantastic. Now, according to a political official at the Ukrainian embassy, the meeting immediately turned to two main issues, Biden and his son, and a case tied to Paul Manafort. You can probably guess which one they didn't investigate and which one they did. The deputy head of the Ukrainian prosecutor general's office said that upon returning back home from the Obama administration meeting in Washington, there was, quote, a clear message about helping the Americans. Regarding the Manafort case, he said, and I quote, yeah, there was a lot of talking uh, about needing help, and then the ledger just appeared in public. What ledger? What are you talking about? I'll get back to that in a second. So... He brings them to the White House. They're concentrating on Paul Manafort. And remember, the White House also, according to sources that were there for this meeting, they also said they were being pressured not to look in to this. But remember, whoopsie, we're not talking about Joe Biden. I don't care what he did. What happened to my and your $1.8 billion dollars? Why did you put it into this bank run by this guy who was totally corrupt, corrupt, and then who said, ah, oh, he's not so bad, let him into America? After he took or lost. Where did I put that $1.8 billion? Must have left it in his other jacket. We don't want to talk about that? You know, it's funny because one of the things they're saying is they, that Donald Trump pressured them to look in. What these guys are doing is they're pressuring them 
not to look at this. But now you've heard the stories. Biden, you know, forced the removal of Ukraine's general prosecutor. His name was Viktor Shokin. Okay? Bad guy. Everybody says bad guy. I don't know. He seems like a bad guy and also some good things he was doing. But he was investigating a Ukrainian company that Biden's son was involved with. We all heard both sides of the story. Biden claimed what he did was purely based on Shokin's corrupt conduct and nothing to do with this. Except, you know, one thing that bothers me is this. This meeting. Hmm. This meeting where you sent the people back home and they all said, you didn't want us to look into that. And then Mr. Joe Biden comes in and he gets this guy fired. This is something that's probably worth looking at. This is a document of the sworn statement of the guy Joe Biden got fired that was recently obtained by the investigative journalist John Solomon. John Solomon is a an award-winning investigative journalist that for 30 years worked for the Associated Press, the Washington Post, and the New York Times. He was fine then. He's outed people on both sides of the aisle. But all of a sudden, oh, he's a conspiracy kook. This statement was made in a separate court case involving another Ukrainian citizen. We'll get to that. But here's what Shokin states. He said when he was fired, there had been no complaints about his work and that Biden never specifically accused him of any criminal offenses. He then goes to say on the record in a sworn court statement, and I want to quote the paragraph, the truth is, is that I was forced out because I was leading a wide ranging corruption probe into Burisma Holdings a natural gas firm active in Ukraine, and Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, was a member of the board of directors. I assume Burisma, which was connected with gas extraction, had the support of the vice president, Joe Biden, because his son was on the board of directors, end quote. Now, this is the relationship and power that the Obama administration had over Ukraine. Why? Because we were dumping money, and it was Joe Biden and Barack Obama that were the sugar daddies. Shokin, their equivalent of our attorney general, said that Obama was, quote, telling the heads of the Ukrainian law enforcement system how to investigate and whom to investigate. And Shokin had another unforgivable sin on his record because he launched an investigation. <laughs> I'm... This is, just, this is just comedic at this point. He inv was investigating um, the Anti-Corruption Action Center, and it's spelled C-E-N-T-R-E, -E, so you know it's credible. It's got the fancy foreign center. Mm -hmm. Sokin alleged that the NGO might have improperly diverted or even, dare I say it, embezzled millions of dollars. So wouldn't we really want to know? Because it's our money. Wouldn't this be an unforgivable sin to Obama and Biden? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh darn it. If it wasn't that the financiers, the two top financiers of, of that year, 
uh, are the International Renaissance Foundation and the U.S. government. Now, I've never heard of the International Renaissance Foundation before, so we had to do some investigating. Now, guess, guess who the other main donor is of this group. You got it. George Soros. Spooky dude. You can't do it. Apparently in America or the world, you cannot do a chalkboard without this guy showing up. In March 2016, things began to change. Here's what happened. Oh, by the way, uh, in March 2016, he gets fired and, oops, bank made another accounting error. We lost $2.2 million and $1.8 billion in an IMF loan that you and I guaranteed. Where did I put the other 1.8? In March 2016, the good guy takes over. Now, who is the good guy? Lutsenko. He, gets, he takes this guy's place. And everybody in the Obama administration says, he's great. He's the best. This guy bad. This guy good. So he gets in. But wait, there's more. Also, the same month, what happens? But Paul Manafort, like honestly a gift from the gods for the Democrat, decides, you know what? I'm going to go into the Trump team. Ding, ding, ding. They've been setting him up. How did this happen? <sighs> so he goes in the Trump team. Well, they're, they're excited about this, of course. And Chalupa, remember, she's on the Democratic payroll. She starts working directly with the Ukrainian embassy in the U.S. She's working with the staff to raise alarm bells regarding Manafort to the Ukrainian president. She said the embassy, quote, worked directly with reporters researching Trump, Manafort, and Russia to point them, quoting, in the right directions. This is the Ukrainian embassy here in the United States working with a DNC operative. Does any of this sound like what they accused Donald Trump of doing? Working with a DNC operative to damage the Republican candidate for president to influence the election. Now, I said I wouldn't give you any opinions, but do I need to? Chalupa and the DNC deny this, but the Ukrainian embassy political officer who worked there at the time stated that the Ukrainians were indeed working with Chalupa. Here's the quote. They were coordinating an investigation with the Hillary team on Paul Manafort with Alexandra Chalupa. Now, remember, phone a friend anytime you need help. They're all there. Is this that big of a stretch? especially when you find this, which was released on WikiLeaks, between Chalupa and the former DNC communications director, uh, Luis Miranda. In this email, she just checks in, and she reports, she says, a lot more coming down the pipe. Uh, she went to the uh, Open World Society Forum. I want to read this to you exactly. She went to Library of Congress specifically to talk about Manafort. And she says, they put me on the program, I'm quoting, to speak specifically about Paul Manafort. And I invited Mike Isakoff, 
who I've been working for, working with for the past few weeks, and connected him with the Ukrainians. Now, gosh, that sounds familiar. Remember, they're accusing Rudy Giuliani of doing this with John Solomon. Except they don't have things like this. Uh, I invited Isakov. I've been working with him the past few weeks, connected him to the Ukrainians. More offline tomorrow, since there is a big Trump component you and Lauren need to be aware of that will hit in the next few weeks. Something I'm working on you should be aware of. Now, what's weird is Isakov wrote a story for Yahoo News and detailed some of the things in the Steele dossier. The Steele dossier, the leaked dossier, went to Isakov. And then what's weird is it also kind of showed up with the FBI, and it was used as corroborating evidence to justify a FISA warrant for Carter Page, you know, so we could find out about Donald Trump. Because remember, this is, this is released, and, they, and the Democrats at the same time they hire Fusion GPS to get to the bottom of Donald Trump. One month after the DNC hired Fusion GPS to work on the dossier. Oh, oh and by the way, Mrs. Orr was working here, and she's married to Bruce Orr, who's with the DOJ, and the little pillow talk. She accidentally said a few things that were coming out of Fusion GPS which happened to come right out of the DNC with Chalupa. (laughs) So now he's coming around and going, wait a minute here. Where is the media on this? Where are they? Where, Where were they? Where are they now? The DNC was colluding with the Ukrainian embassy to influence our election, but nobody cares. Do you see why the president might be a little testy? Maybe. The work the Ukrainians and the DNC and Chalupa were doing together actually prompted Senator Chuck Grassley to write a letter to Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. But, as you might guess, eh, no one is really interested. Nothing happened. Wow. Okay. So here we are. The Isakov member. She's working with the Ukrainian embassy and the press. They've got Fusion GPS. They're starting to move it into the DNC or to the DOJ. And then the, the FBI again says, you know what? You guys are so fantastic. I love your work you're doing or, or not doing, as the case may be. We want an official uh, partnership with you. We want, yeah, wedding bells were heard the FBI, and the Anti-Corruption Bureau in Ukraine to work hand-in-hand. Now, holy cow, now they can share any information. Back and forth, that wall that you know, we had for 9-11, that wall came down. And now if the Ukrainians had something, get right to them. Okay, so that brings me now to the Black Ledger. Remember we were talking about the Black Ledger here? Trump opposition research, and she's like, hey, I got a guy named Paul Manafort. Forget Tony Podesta and Tad Devine and all of that. I got this guy, Manafort. So the Black Ledger on Manafort was released. And <laughs> you're going to love this. Now, 
Only in the end will you understand. Still at the beginning of this story, but it has a great ending. So the Black Ledger was released by Ukraine's Anti-Corruption Bureau, both occurring directly in the heat of the U.S. election. Now, the Black Ledger refers to financial records that were kept by this guy, the former Ukrainian president. He used this for the under-table payments. Now, remember, he's working to get him reelected, and so are these two. So another person that is involved in this is a Ukrainian parliamentary uh, member named uh, Lashenko. Okay? And he is also working, remember the guy who's running the anti-corruption thing? These are the two that put the black ledger together, all right? These two signed a memorandum of understanding with the FBI just months prior. They jointly released pages in the letter that showed illegal payments were given to Pal Manafort. Now, this is kind of crazy because on the same day that these guys are nailed, just within days, if not hours, of this coming out and Paul Manafort going to jail, dude, Tony Podesta, who was doing the same thing with the same people in the Black Ledger, he just decides to close his shop. This is one of the, the biggest um, firms for lobbying in the United States of America. He's Tony, Tony Podesta is John Podesta's brother. All those Clinton, you know, uh, uh, the Clinton uh, connections and everything. Did I lose my, there it is. Um, all of those things, nobody paid attention. He just decides to retire and close his shop. Wow. And nobody questions that. Nobody thinks it's weird. The guy working on the same thing that he gets busted for by these guys, he closes shop the same time. Wow. I'd have a question or two if I were in the media, but I'm not really. Now, some have questioned whether the ledger is even authentic. I'm not going to do that. Whether it was forged or not doesn't change the fact that Manafort had been a target of the DNC and they had been after him with Chalupa for months. The Ukrainian embassy was working with the DNC to get this information. And now, in an absolute surprise, during the U.S. election, the Ukrainian government decides with the anti-corruption guy who's in bed with all of these people that they're going to release that bombshell out of nowhere. Whether the ledger is legit or not doesn't matter. I mean, it matters to Paul Manafort, but it doesn't really matter in this story. The Ukrainian government did this for, for political reasons to sink Donald Trump's campaign. There is absolutely no question about it. Y'all caught up? I'm <laughs> Head swimming. Because remember, the press will say, nothing to see here. All of this is fact. All of this is backed up with solid reporting, with actual documents. No conspiracy here. These are the documents. But something else happens, okay? At the same time the black ledger comes out, Barack Obama decides to announce that there's a new ambassador in town 
a new sheriff, and she's going to clean up this town. I'll tell you that right now. She decides to do a couple of things, okay? Lusenko, remember, he's the guy who replaced the corrupt guy. He's actually now sworn in. He's been a temporary guy, but he's now sworn in as the guy we all trust, except there's a problem, okay? Because he still wants to investigate the missing money. So the new ambassador comes in and she calls Lusenko in for a meeting. And she says, look, there's some people that you just can't prosecute, okay? You can't prosecute people. You can't, well, we don't know the names of the people. They were unnamed uh, Ukrainians. <laughs> but also, you can't prosecute or look into anything here who's the vice president's son works for and John Kerry's uh, son is involved. And you also can't prove, you can't prosecute these people. Why? $1.8 billion, gone. Millions of dollars, gone. Wait, what? This is the U.S. ambassador, the brand new one? She comes in, the first thing she does is call him in and says, you, you have a hard line, none of this. And there's some people, too, we don't know who they are, some people, too, that you also can't prosecute, and they're Ukrainian citizens. Wow. She also does one more thing. Late 2016, she says, no visas for you, because he still has prosecutors looking into all of these things. And he just wants to get to the DOJ and our attorney general. So they pack up all of their briefcases with all kinds of papers, uh, and they come up with a few things that they just want to talk to the DOJ and the U.S. attorney general, because remember, they're partners. These guys are partners with the FBI wedding bells. So we should be able to communicate, right? She says, no, no visas for you, no soup for you. And it was really nothing important. There were about five or six things that they wanted to cover. Uh, they wanted to expose that the DNC and Ukrainian officials were gathering uh, dirt on Trump. Uh, they wanted to talk about the misappropriation of $7 billion of your money. Uh, they had a Ukrainian officials admitting to influencing the U.S. election. Uh, they had records showing Burisma sending $3 million to Hunter Biden. Uh, they had Biden pressuring Ukraine to fire Shokin, because we remember, damn Donald Trump, he pressured another government. They didn't care about this one, apparently, either. And U.S. officials interfered in the prosecution of cases in the Ukraine. This guy wanted his people to bring these things to our DOJ and our Justice Department. And Barack Obama said, no. Well, he didn't. She did by not giving any visas. No soup for you. Now, the next big day. First big day, opportunity. Did they have the opportunity to corrupt things? Did they have the opportunity to investigate and to embezzle money and to 
wash their hands of that money? Did they have that opportunity? Yes, because of this state, they got involved. This state was pretty important, but this state in November changed everything. This is the second most important day in this timeline, the day Trump wins elections, because nobody thought that was going to happen. These people had all played their hand that Hillary Clinton was going to win. Now Trump wins. Uh Uh-oh. What do we do? Well, I'll show you what they did. In July of 2017, two years ago, the media had the opportunity to begin looking into democratic corruption in Ukraine when the story was dropped directly at their feet. Sarah Huckabee, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she said during an off-camera briefing on July 12, 2017, these words. Listen. I think if there's been any evidence of collusion in 2016 that's come out at all or been discussed uh, that's actually happened, it would be between the DNC and the Ukrainian government. Um, I don't often quote the New York Times, but even one of their reporters tweeted earlier today that why this example provides evidence of collusion, quote, cooperation was between DNC officials and officials from the Ukrainian government, not just some associates. Ukrainian actions to coordinate with the DNC was actually successful, unlike anything shown by Don Jr.'s email. Information passed to the DNC from the Ukrainian government directly targeted members of the Trump campaign in an attempt to undermine it. And that was just Ukraine. Okay. So the incoming White House press secretary alleges that the DNC was colluding with the government of Ukraine. Not only that, but Together, they specifically targeted people within the Trump campaign during an election. While this sounds like a scandal that everyone should be worried about or looking at, no, no, this is about Joe Biden and Trump's phone call. Now, if the media had any shred of credibility at all, you would expect this comment to kick off at least one follow-up question. I mean, I'd be knocking people over to get to the microphone and say, excuse me, Excuse me, what's this all about? I mean, it would be the first question, right? Following a bombshell comment like that, i got to prove it or disprove it. Tax increases on upper-income investment earners. Eh. How much do the CEOs of healthcare industry, how much do they make? Because that was the follow-up question. Yeah. They, They didn't even recognize it. Well, the first person didn't. But the second person. Uh, it was about Flynn and Kushner and Sessions and Don Jr.'s Russia contacts. So it, 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 they seem to miss that. I don't know. Selective hearing, perhaps. I have that with my wife sometimes. I have to admit it. Maybe they thought Sarah Huckabee Sanders was their wife. Who knows? The media was hand-delivered an insane story, gift-strapped in a nice little Tiffany's box. All they could think about was ask about tax increases and then back to Russia. And the media wonders why Trump is losing his mind every time they ask him a question. Okay, so who is is doing all of this? Wow. There are two people that went to jail. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There were two people that were convicted. They haven't gone to jail yet because their case was overturned by a technicality and the prosecutors are retrying it as we speak. 
Now, who were the people that the Ukrainians decided to uh, take to court for interference in a U.S. election? Wow, that seems like a name we should all know, right? You'll never guess. It was, uh, it was this guy. You, you remember the Black Ledger and Manafort? Oh, my gosh, this guy's the head of this thing. He's going to jail? How ironic. The Anti-Corruption Bureau, the head of that, is corrupt. <laughs> Who would have seen that one coming? Oh, and who's the other guy? Yeah, this guy. They go to court, and they are convicted, found guilty of interfering in our elections. Hmm. Uh, media doesn't cover that here. <laughs> Who would be interested in something like that? So the verdict is guilty, but... The evidence was interesting. First of all, in April, former Prosecutor General Lusenko, the good guy, remember, that came in after the bad guy was taken out? He decides to give an interview with Ukrainian media. And in that interview, he makes a stunning comment. Quote, I don't know how, but the Americans got an audio recording of Mr. How do you say his name? Sitnik of his conversation. Now that's the guy who ran the anti-corruption bureau. He was resting with his family and friends now and discussing how he'd like to help Hillary. Oh, so the guy who was in charge of the anti-corruption, they caught him on tape talking about how he'd like to, well, let me play it for you. Now this is the first time, strange because it's been out in the newspapers in Ukraine. This is the first time that we know of that this has been translated by anyone in the media in English. I just want you to listen. Now, the speaker you're going to hear is Director uh, Sitnik, and this is what he said. Listen. <laughs> Я так не могу понять, что Трамп воюет с FBI, но я догоняюсь. 
an acuity plus two at 18.15%. Wow, that seems pretty kind of wow. Now, the only reason why anyone knows about this recording is because of a Ukrainian member of parliament in October of 2017, Borislav Rosenblatt. He filed a claim and said these guys are guilty of interfering uh, with U.S. elections. And, uh, and he had the audio. Ukrainian court agreed. Lushenko appealed the decision. Rosenblatt leaked the audio recording. But despite all of this being big news, front page news in Ukraine, nobody in the media here cared. They don't care. Okay, so then we find this big gap. Almost all of 2018, nothing happens because two things are happening. We're approaching a big date, and it's not this one. Nothing really happens because in the U.S., the Mueller investigation is underway, and in Ukraine, political upheaval is crazy. Okay? So people, I think, are kind of in their shell. Nobody's moving because nobody knows what's coming. Remember, they set this whole machine up for Hillary. They set it up for the DNC. Now Trump wins. This is coming out, and their guy is becoming unstable. People don't like him there. Holy cow. So nothing really happens during 2018. And then April of... uh, of, 20, is it 2018 or 29? Yeah, 2018. In April of 2018, uh, the Mueller report comes out, and it's a zero. A zero. That sucks. But you know what happened 11 days later? An atomic bomb. This is what, that is 2019. It's, it's April 2019, not 18. Uh, this is when there's new leadership in Ukraine. Now, nobody saw this guy coming, just like nobody saw Donald Trump coming, okay? Nobody thought this was going to happen, and nobody thought this was going to happen. You know who this guy is? This is the guy who is the, he's kind of like the John Stewart of Ukraine. He didn't do any interviews. He didn't say he was going to do anything. He didn't explain any policies. He refused. He doesn't like any of this crap. And he's been on television saying, this is insane. The whole country is corrupt. Well, uh, whether it was a joke or whether he planned on winning, he wins. And nobody sees this. It's like, wait, the comedian is now our president? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because all over the world, no matter where you are, people are sick of the lies and the corruption. So they hire him. Now, what's really weird is uh, at the same time, remember this lady? Just a few days later, Trump fires her. And then, just a few days later as well, the DOJ investigates the investigation. Because the DOJ is like, wait a minute, she was telling people not to come in with this. We know that this guilty verdict just happened, where they're admitting to do it. We lost all of this money. I don't know about you, but I think I would investigate the investigators. I would investigate, where did this start? Because it seems to be starting with Achalupa, right? Then in July, this guy decides his ambassador is corrupt as well. And so 
they both replaced their ambassadors. So now the pipeline is clear. Now no one is standing in the way to find out what this man is telling us about. But concentrate on this date. Forget about all this. This is a conspiracy. Concentrate here. Trump made a phone call. Trump made a phone call. You see how this doesn't work? You see how none of this is being talked about? They're talking to you about Joe Biden and his son. Skip, 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 skip. And Trump made a phone call. Let's just think about this for a second. Take a minute to think about it. Then Stu and I think Jason, are you going to join them? I'm not sure. Uh, and Howerton are going to join uh, and try to take some of your questions and things. I got more. <laughs> but let me catch my breath. You think about this. Let's spend about two, three minutes just looking at the comments from social media. At this point, I want you to know, I have an investigator that I would really like to hire. You know who it is. Well, you don't know who I'm thinking, but you'd know who this person is. But I think can actually dig. This is stuff that we just dug up. This is stuff that's been in the press, been in the New York Times, been somewhere, but nobody has put it all together. I'd like to hire an investigator because nobody else seems to be interested in this timeline. How this research and this reporting was done comes from our subscribers. And I urge you, if you have, what is it? Five bucks a month, nine bucks a month. O queen of the two lands, Nefertiti, Egypt cries out for your help. The menacing Hyksos have invaded the minds of your people and have set up their own capital at BTR. For BTR, they have disrupted many of our communication routes. We must stop their conquest before it is too late. Here at WGAG Radio, we are safe from immediate attack. Although the Hyksos have the gall to demand tribute, we may need to supply troops and arms to our compatriots to the north to help repel the Hyksos incursion. They will look to you, almighty Nefertiti, for support. But now, we too have a new weapon. Our wise military leaders have become proficient in the use of the dreaded sounds of Nuwapu, and we shall turn it back upon our enemies and drive them before us. If only our trouble was limited to the north. Reports from our southern border show that the black devils are once again taking advantage and distracted the minds of your people, and if the Nuwapians are to emerge intact from these turbulent times, much will be required of you. Your mission 
if you choose to accept it, is to break the spell of ignorance with new offers. As always, if you are a member of the Brain Trust's caught or kill, WGAG will disavow any knowledge of your actions. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Good luck, number two.
welcome the brain trust, the brain trust. Brain trust, the brain trust. Welcome to the brain trust. All right, all right. Right, y'all gather around, gather around. We are in the building tonight for another episode of Hot Damn Politics. It is I says me. Now for TT, what's happening with y'all, man? I hope y'all doing great. Hope you're doing fine. Feeling fine, looking fine, doing great. <sighs> Big eight, that's what time it is. <sighs> we doing it again tonight. We it is part five of Behold the Pale Horse. I want to say what's up to everybody that is tuned in right now, everybody that is in the chat rooms. Um, on Discord, everybody that is in the AP, everybody that's on the call line, thank you very much for showing up tonight because you can be doing anything with anyone, but you are here tonight, and that means so much, so much for high damn politics. Um, before, you know, usually the last hour of the show, we're going to um, dance on Behold the Pale Horse. Um, that's coming, um, you know, a little bit later on in the podcast. But, you know, we got to talk about all these current events that are happening. We still got to tap into the um, inflation bill as it was signed today. It's called the inflation bill, but it ain't no in, inflation reduction act. 
is called the inflation bill as far as I'm concerned. We're going to talk about that a little bit more and how it is all tied into the Great Reset, how it is all tied into ESG as it, as it has begun. It, with, the signing, with the signing of that bill uh, yesterday, it is the official beginning of the ESG and the unraveling or the un... Oh, okay. Step right Okay. What is it? Oh, what is that? Hold on one second, though. Oh, I don't know what that is. Why did it do that? It looks like this. Huh? Hold on one second. Oh. What? Okay. Oh. Oh, let me tell y'all in, in, in Discord. Okay, this is how Discord works. Like, we can have multiple people on the mic at the same time. Don has the mic and I have the mic. Each individual can have um, their mic open. This is what you have to do as a being in Discord. If like so, like I said, Don and I both have the mic. If she doesn't mute herself or on you know or drop her mic, you can individually mute someone. You have to go under their name, right click, and you'll see your uh, um something that says mute, you know, it'll say mute next to their name. So you can individually mute someone you don't want to hear. So if you're getting the echo or you're getting feedback or it's cross-blending, you can mute um, one person and let the other one that you want to hear roll. That's like, you know, that's how Discord goes. So so that's how you got to do that if, um, yeah, that's how that's done. Okay? All right. So here, Adonai, here, I, I don't know. I'll figure this out a little later. Okay, you can still do here. Later. Yeah, I'll do it later. So, what's up, everybody? Let me give shout-outs to everybody that's in the building tonight. Um, everybody that's hanging out, like I said, at all the places where we be at. Uh, uh-uh, at night. Turn that down. Uh, let me start over there in Discord, cause that's our new hang. That's the mansion over there. That's the new mansion uh, over there on Discord. So I want to say what's up to Arishkagal. Arishkagal 2020 is in Discord. What's up, Arish? Sadia B is over there in Discord. What's happening with you, Sadia? Bar L is also over there, hanging out at the mansion over there. Chun D, Chun D, what's happening? Uh, Wingman Cha. What's up, Wingman? The traveling man, Wingman Cha, the truck driver is in the building. Sister X, Sister Zena is in the building. What's going on with you, Zena? Good to see you in the building tonight. Ethereum forever, forever. What's up, Ethereum? Ohio's finest. Doc Mechanic is in the building. What's going on with you, she Doc? And, of course, the one and only Donna Coleon. What's going on with you, Don? Miss WGAG herself, pilot in command. The baddest bitch. What's happening with you, Don? Great day to you. Those big eyes. They almost look like alien eyes. Or all those blue things. Are those sunglasses? I think those are sunglasses that that thing has on. Either way, it's a perfect representation of Donna Coleon. What's happening with you, Don? It's good to see you in the building tonight. Hey, hey, hey come on now. Stop that, homeboy. You're making too much noise. Okay. So, look, we got a lot to, to, um, to go over. And everybody that's on the call lines, everybody who's here now, um, those who will come in, you know, it's all good how we do the damn thing. 
Um, a little bit of funny stuff. I got to give a little bit of, um, I got to talk about a little bit of um, thing that tickled my little fancy. Um, everybody be talking about these um, BBLs, these Brazilian butt lifts, right? That's like a real thing, you know, you know, women of all races are getting these BBLs or whatever the case may be, fucking themselves up. Um, yeah, or that you wear, that you, hold on a second, that you wear, she docking, uh, not in Discord, not in, not in the, um, not in the room. You might be in the general chat. I don't know. You could be in the general chat, but, um, I don't see you in the, in the room, the room, the room, but you definitely are here. <laughs> but, um, so women are getting these BBLs, but guess what? Guess what procedure, right? Oh, Ricky lost our BBLs are going out of style. Okay, okay. But guess what procedure is now overtaking BBLs and everything else? All plastic surgeons, like, what is that? Do you know what that moneymaker is right now? This is according to plastic surgeons, and particularly in Miami. Um, you know, Miami is a hot spot. Florida is a hot spot for plastic surgeons. Between California, Florida is where, like, the most plastic surgeons' uh, facilities are. That shit's so hot. I said, man, I got I to gotta get some plastic surgeon uh, clients. <laughs> I said, I got to get some fucking clients in, in, in plastic surgery. Shit, did you? Oh, never mind. I'm going to. I, plastic surgeons make half a million dollars. You know that shit? <laughs> <laughs> just, just the doctors alone for that fucking procedure for that um that uh sub sub specialty in, in medicine. Yes. And and most of them is in this and sometimes it's higher a risk to go six hundred thousand and shit like that. Um, especially if you had um, you know, a higher end one, you know, you know, um, most of it's high end, but you get it. Nonetheless. Um when I say I'm I'm not fucking playing, I'm actually like working to get clients in plastic surgery. I was like, I gotta get in on this shit. But the number one procedure that is being done at plastic surgery plastic surgery facilities is penis enlargement. Okay? It ain't bitches getting their face poked, it ain't Botox, it ain't no BBLs, it's men getting inches on their dicks. Uh, uh that <laughs> they 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 so cause they that inadequate that but they are men hella self conscious about their penises. They they just really are. They just they just so are. They they fucking paying out. I'm wondering how many of it is from Women who be who have done the procedure and now want to go a little bit more higher end what the penis was, but there's clearly a lot of men doing this shit too. You know what I'm saying out here, um, trying to put inches on the on the on the dicks and stuff like that. You know, my men always think that's that's the way. They think I always think that that. Their penis size is is attached to their self confidence. Their penis size is attached to their their ability that they feel that they can get a woman. You know what I'm saying? It's like before I ever see your penis, I talk to you first. You know what I'm saying? Like they man, I fucking they. Do. 
we thought, you know, they like to say women is stupid and, and women is, is vain and women are vain. Men are some of the most vain motherfuckers on the planet. Like, they are hella vain. Like, for real. They are, they hella self-conscious. That's why I'm saying all that should be, um, what they call that, um, uh, what's that word? When they, when somebody, I'm looking for the word, um, deflect, not, not deflection, but, you know, when you say it's something, projection, project, they projecting. Like, they always like to say women are self-conscious, vain, uh, conceited, all those things they like to attach to us, all those things, you know, uh, material, all that. That's these, that's these men out here, and especially these, these new way men, even our men of our generation, the Generation X men, you know, that's where I really got, you know, that's my first time being really seeing what we call pretty boys and vain men and, oh, I got to dress like this, I got to have uh, a polo sweater and all this shit. I mean, nobody, everybody want, you know, look good, do it just, you know, uh, you want to look good, but they take it to the nth degree. Now they, now they, um, have the surgical procedures done in record numbers on their dicks because they want to have larger penis sizes because they think that's the way to a woman is through their dick, you know. So, but, you know, that's just the nature of men. They're very physical. They're extremely physical, you know. How do they show that, how do you, the way that they want to be able to show that they're cared for and loved is by, you know, um, laying with them, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if they're not getting laid, if they're not fucking, they they have very little self-worth. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that shit is wild. But I thought that shit was funny. And on top of that, on top of that, a new study comes out from, from uh, psychology today. This don't have nothing to do with politics, but I I just thought it was, it was just most it was very amusing to me. And then um, psychology today, men are are at their loneliest. They are the like the most lonely now. You know, they like it's just like you got to watch your mouth. Men don't understand that they have to watch their mouth, what you say. The tongue is powerful. So when you're constantly shitting on women, you constantly say this, this, and this, and that, you know what I'm saying? Like, they are, you are never going to be able to attract any woman with that mentality. They are fucking their own selves up. They're pushing that shit out. They don't be all up in this manosphere. That manosphere shit gives them short-term gratification because it's a, um, it serves their own uh, bias, their own, it's like a reaffirming, you know, thing to them, you know, how do you find a mansion, um, I, there's a link, I don't know how to do the link thing, uh, she doc, let me see, I don't know, hold on, y'all, I'm trying to, um, um, get the, uh, she doc in there, I don't, I don't know how to, um, to create a link or to get a link for you, um, she doc, um, if Don is around, Hopefully she can throw it um throw it in the chat. I don't know how to um how to do that there. So yeah. Yeah, they exactly she don't they cursing themselves. And, and they don't and they have no fucking clue. They don't have no fucking clue. All that shit they're consuming, all those thoughts, all that hate, 
all that envy, all that, you know, all that shit. And and now they now psychologists saying these motherfuckers are extremely lonely, and that makes them very hostile and dangerous. And this is why man is dangerous because when he's um, when he has, doesn't have what does it say in the in the tabs? Anger, anger is the opposite of of lust. It's like a I can't think of the word that the tabs use, but it shows how it's a um, anger is like a a residual has a, is a residual effect. It's like a residual effect of lust. You know what I'm saying? Because when you they can't get what they want, they turn violent. You know what I'm saying? What do we see out here? How many, like I said, how many women do we see out here getting murdered by spouses, ex-husbands, boyfriends, um, niggas that they just talk to casually? You know what I'm saying? It's it's the lust attached to. Where they don't get what they want, so they they result to violence. So a lonely man is a dangerous man. So never ever ever, women, fuck with or engage with any man who has any shows any signs of any type of depression or any of that shit. Stay far away from his ass because he's dangerous. Okay, mad at the world, mad at bitches whatever, or show or hints at any, any of that shit. Stay away from their ass because they're dangerous, man, because that shit boils up inside of them, and they have an outburst, and they'll have violent outbursts. You know what I'm saying? I hate to see that shit. That shit is wild, but that's just what it is, man. That's what that shit is. So I just found that interesting. I just found, oh, um, she doc. Here we go. It's, um, yeah, CEO mom, that's me. Um, um, but I don't know what it is for the room, though. It's, it's a particular number for the room. I can't think of it right now, though. I, I don't know what that shit is. But, um, but yeah, that's my number, uh, 9546. So I don't know how that works or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So let's get into uh, talking about uh, what, what's going on here in politics today. Uh, the the new bullshit that they trying to uh, pull on people, you know what I'm saying? Um, and you notice you notice that none of these politicians, Democrat nor Republican, talk about the Great Reset. This is how you know they all in on it. How they want this shit to go through. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I'm not a Republican. So even though I have conservative values and my logic, my logic will render me a conservative just from being a logical motherfucker, but I don't vote. I don't, I don't play the party game. I don't, I mean, I don't even vote. So, but my point is, is that there's no politicians speaking on these ESG shit that, Oh, there you go, she dog. Okay, I see you, she dog. Boom. There you go. All right, me and she dog are now friends. Holla. All right. Oh, how did I get back in there? Oh, I don't. I don't fucked up, she dog. See, I don't be gonna be doing stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> let me get back in the room. There we go. Oh, I see Young Ty just came over there and uh. In the mansion over there. What's going on with you, uh, Young Ty? So this is how you know that they all in on me, right? 
but they don't talk about it, Shadia. They don't say shit about it, right? They'll say nothing about it. They're not talking about any of this, uh, what ESG is, how is it being implemented, and more importantly, how this bill that they just passed, right, that me and Mr. Lowry was touching on last week, which we're going to touch on again because we've got to break it down a little bit more to, to really have an understanding of what's all in it and how it's, you know what I'm saying, so we can always know what the fuck we see out here. You know what I'm saying? We don't really care about all these other people because they don't fall for the shit hook, line, and sinker. You understand what I'm saying? They they really are. Like, anybody who knows what this shit they just passed knows it is not good. It is not beneficial for the people. It has an underlying mechanism that's, that's out to uh, control. You know, that's always been a part of their shit. I had to, I had to, um, I had to check this cat on the thread the other day, because they don't know, people don't know what real fascism is. See, they listen to the media so much that they just um, sound off uh, words that sound good, and they say shit that they heard in the media repeat. So when they talk about, when liberals talk about Republicans or what they're doing or Donald Trump or any of that shit, they call it fascism. And they don't even know what fucking fascism is. Fascism is when government partners with um conglomerates, corporations, and they and they become one. And so the corporations do the bidding for the government. They they have a, a real partnership and they carry out the orders of the government through um through commerce. You know what I'm saying? And consumerism and commerce. And people don't understand that that, that has a has a has a hell of a effect. Some powerful shit. That's what Germany did. That's what Nazi. That's what the Nazis. That's what the Nazis did. This is what is happening in this country. Okay, when you got companies like Amazon, Microsoft, and all these motherfuckers who get contracts, big contracts with the Department of Defense, you got a problem there. And then they carry the water for the Department of Justice. We gonna talk about that shit tonight, man. Uh, what they got going on out here? What up, Ethereum? We gonna we gonna talk about that shit. Okay, let's get. Let me give you this. Uh, uh, I want to save this. But like I said, our politicians don't talk about it, Sadia, because they in on it. You know what I'm saying? Only a few, only ones who speak about it is Rand Paul um, from Kentucky. Um, only other person I heard about who said it, unfortunately, whether people like him or not, Donald Trump. He's the only motherfucker who said something about it. But you see what they're doing to him? You see what they're doing to him? They're trying to indict his ass, and I'm, 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 and I'm going to say he probably will be indicted. Being indicted doesn't mean that you're going to jail, though. Indicted just means you're indicted, Right? And I think they're going to indict him, but the game, the name of the game is to indict him so he cannot run for office. Anybody who's under indictment cannot run for public office. And that's really what this whole shit is about. They don't want this motherfucker in office. He cannot run. Okay? So they're going to play this. I'm going to play this Australian, this Australian politician. Right? And the reason why I say people like the politicians from Australia, some of the European countries, again, because they know what fascism is. Americans don't know that shit. 
We only know it as Americans through movies and history books and shit like that. Ain't no motherfucker experienced that shit that happened in Europe, okay? You know, they hadn't. So let's uh, play this politician, this particular politician out in Australia. And if you remember what they was doing during COVID uh, in in Australia, they had some of the most extreme, um, extreme laws. In, in, in reference to um, COVID. So let's take a listen real quick. The nations has a problem. How can they control the carbon footprint of the world's citizens? Very soon. Hold on. Um, well, give me one second. Um, just court. I want to play this for y'all. So let me end the stream here and then go here so y'all can see it in Discord. I'm going to play that for you. Boom. All right, here we go. All right, here we go, y'all. As a problem, how can they control the carbon footprint of the world's citizens? Very soon, government will tell our farmers what they can grow and punish Australian consumers if they buy the wrong thing. The dream of micromanaging individual carbon... You heard what he said. They will tell them what they can grow. That's in this bill. Like she doc, we was me and she doc was building on. They've always told farmers, especially those who took government subsidies, how much to grow. You know what to grow and how much to grow. This shit is a little bit more. You can't see nothing. You got to tap in. Uh, she doc tap tap. You know tap into the button. Yeah. Sometimes if you're on a phone, uh, depending on what kind of phone you got, what um, you know what model and stuff, it. it you you might not be able to tap in. Hopefully you can. But um, here's the thing. With this shit, with this new shit, they're going to tell them how to grow, right? How to grow. There's a That's a difference. What to grow, but how to grow it has a, an effect on how much you are able to produce, for real, for real. <laughs> okay. So, let's go. I mean, it's not. Oh, damn, what you doing, she like You can't be calling me during the show, boo. <laughs> Here we go. Hold on one second. She-Doc, what are you doing? <laughs> All right, hold on one second. Here we go. How can they control the carbon footprint of the world's citizens? Very soon, government will tell our farmers what they can grow and punish Australian consumers if they buy the wrong thing. The dream of micromanaging individual carbon emissions hinges on the soon-to-be-passed so-called Trusted Digital Identity Bill. If Scott Morrison and Barnaby Joyce want to achieve their net zero 2050 dream, freedoms must be slashed, removed, it is only through the relentless digital stalking of citizens that the Liberal National Government can micromanage purchasing choices. Businesses are punished with tax while consumers get their credit score docked. Now see that right there? Business are hit with taxes. This is why they understand. This is why they, they put in this bill 87,000 IRS agents. This is why. 
That's a that's a major reason why because they're going to they're going to go after businesses who do not adhere to the, these ESG standards. You hit them with a tax, carbon tax, any of these other type of taxes that they want. That's why I'm saying this is why we're reading this bill because they have created a whole new bureaucracy. Eighty-seven thousand. IRS agents, think about that, y'all. Do you understand that there's whole agencies in this country that don't have that many people working for it? 87,000? It's, it's, it's states who don't even have National Guards. You've got 87,000 motherfuckers in it. But they got 87,000 IRS agents that they plan to hire in the next 10 years? Be passed so-called trusted digital identity bill. If Scott Morrison and Barnaby Joyce want to achieve their net zero 2050 dream, freedoms must be slashed, removed. It is only through the relentless digital stalking of citizens that the Liberal National Government can micromanage purchasing choices. Businesses are punished with tax while consumers get their credit score docked. This already happens in China, where a person's shopping list lowers their social credit score until they cannot travel. In Australia, it may be as simple as denying banking services because you dare to drive a four-wheel drive to work. Australian banks have already shown a keen interest in the trusted digital identity bill, saying it will, quote, allow them to create a rich view of their customers. These are the same banks that already list climate risk as a means to deny loans. When the Liberals tell you that digital identity will make your life easier, remember, there is no such thing as a free lunch. Say that shit, sir. <laughs> There's no such thing as a free lunch. Okay? Somebody paying for it. Oh, yeah. Darius uh, said, um, the more FBI, DOJ, DOJ, Department of Justice, and state departments all together, growing, growing government. Ethereum, growing the government, right? If you want to control the people, you have to grow the government. To be able to enforce what you're laying down, you have to grow the government, right? Understand, you know, that that's what they said, uh, you know, you need, you, they don't want smaller government. Smaller government people have more freedoms, more things, you know what I'm saying? There's no way you can monitor, survey, or surveil all this shit if you have small government. They have to create the bureaucracy. They have to hire these people, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, this this first bill, this is, you know, you know this is a bad bill when you're able to get Barack Obama ass from coming from wherever he at, he, he at laying low to bring his ass out to Woodward. To talk about this shit, this is what he do. He he they they bring they tell him to come out and do a uh, make his presence felt when whenever they're trying to uh, run a okey doke. He's the explainer in chief still. 
for this um for this government because he still got people hypnotized. You know what I'm saying? You know, incredible. Um, and so let's ta- let's let's get into um, some of those things that um, he was talking about Ethereum. Hold on one second. Let me do this. Oh, I got another clip of him. He talking this shit. Hold That's on, Senator. Klaus Schwab's life by subscription quote is really serfdom. It's slavery. Billionaire globalist corporations will own everything. Homes, factories, farms, cars, furniture. And everyday citizens will rent what they need. If their social credit score allows. The plan of the Great Reset is that you will die with nothing. To pull off this evil plan, Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum will need to take more than just material possessions from Australians. Senators in this very chamber today who support the Great Reset threaten our privacy, freedom and dignity. Yes, they're in this Senate chamber. One Nation vehemently opposes the Great Reset, the Digital Identity Bill, theft of agricultural land use, forcing farmers off their land and all of the Great Reset. One Nation has a comprehensive plan to bring our beautiful country back to sustainable prosperity. And in the months ahead, we will be rolling that plan out. Instead of LibLab pushing Klaus Schwab's Great Reset with the tagline, you will own nothing and be happy, One Nation advocates the Great Resist. We stand for a world where individuals and communities have primacy over predatory globalist billionaires and their quizzling bureaucrats, politicians and mouthpiece media. One Nation accepts the challenge to provide a better future for everyday Australians. And One Nation. It is one of the patriot anti-New World Order parties growing very fast in Australia. That's what they're panicking, trying to bring in total tyranny. Now, the UN has openly announced their World ID digital system. I told you last year that it had been adopted by China. The UN was in charge of it, but now they've officially rolled it out. I'll play that clip here in a moment. But first, just like you see in Canada, just like you see in the Netherlands. Yeah, why can't stop this shit? There we go in New so, Zealand and Australia uh-oh. they're banning so again what I missed the Larry it ain't even socialism though she doc it's, it's fascism it's worse than socialism and they and the first step was the first draw of blood was signed into law yesterday called the Reduction Inflation Inflation Reduction Act. And again, we are going to tap into what it means and, you know, and like all the elements of it. Let me tell you this, and the media has to sell it. See, the media, again, is now an extension of the government. It's very, I mean, it, it, it takes folks like us and, and you know, the other couple people, you know, you got your people on BitChu and all that who continue to do the work because there's no objectivity, no objectivity, no investigative reporting at all, really, in mainstream media. Mainstream media's job is not to promote. It is to dissect. It is to unravel. It is to investigate. 
and to find is everything is as it said. You, I mean, I remember growing up in the in the eighties. You know, shit. Sixty minutes used to be the fucking shit. Like for real. Like they was actually doing some real fucking reporting, investigative reporting, whether people like it or not. It was on sixty minutes that they was actually able to show how the polio vaccine was fucking up children, and how they actually had people, um, heads of these companies sit down, do interviews, and grill them. We actually have documentation that show uh, we got a we got a hold of this document, right? And when you knew that you were putting people at risk, and they put them on the hot seat, that's what reporting was. It's none of that shit anymore. It's either you're on one side or the other. But really, again, in general, they all in it together. Because, again, you don't see nail politician left or right talking about the Great Reset or ESG and what it means. Like we said, we already knew they was going to do this shit under the guise of climate change. This is how they was going to sell the people. They've been doing it for years. They've been doing the buildup for the last 30, 40 years. All right? It's been a mental conditioning of the people for the last 40 years. And now it's at our doorstep. Matter of fact, it ain't even in door, at the doorstep. It's already in the house. Because they passed the Green New Deal yesterday called the, Re- in the Reduction Inflation Reduction Act. And they didn't have to have a Republican support. They didn't need no Republican to sign off on that shit. They didn't need their one. All right? Kamala was the, um, the deciding vote. Once they get all their senators on, you know, online, they, didn't have to, they don't need no Republicans to sign it. All right. So let me tell you this. Um, hold on one second. <clears throat> let me give you this. This is what the fuck it did. Hold on, hold on. But first, so I can find it. Oh, so this is how you know the 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 news media is so in on it. Listen, just listen to this real quick, and then I'm gonna show you what they actually put out. Let's listen. Act of 2022, something. That many thought would not happen just a few weeks ago, definitely not a few months ago, is now the law of the land. For more, let's bring in ABC News business reporter Alexis Christophorus in Los Angeles and ABC correspondent Zareen Shaw here in Washington. Zareen, uh, is this a win for the president? What else did the president have to say today and how is the White House promoting this ahead of the midterms? Oh, it, it's absolutely a win. I mean, you really got the sense that this is a part of the legacy of his administration. I mean, he started up there, he started talking about the arc of his administration, right? And those early days, he says, finally, Medicare can negotiate drug prices with a cap of $2,000. He talked about climate. Medicare can't, can, Medicare can't lower no fucking price. Your the ability to negotiate on, on the medicines, y'all don't kick in for four fucking years. And even after the four years is up, it's only on 10 fucking drugs. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by thinking that they're actually going to be reducing drug costs. Only thing they do is put a cap on it. We know what a cap means. It means, you you know, you can just, um, you can't spend over this much. You can't charge over this much. And they're doing it in the form of a... um, like, you know, like regular insurance, what that shit called like a premium. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like a cap, like a 2000 cap 
per year for uh, for seniors. Medicare, that's for old folks. Sorry, that's for sickly old folks. They the most high. I don't need no insulin. I, you know what I'm saying? And, and again, it's a joke because it doesn't kick in for years. Why are you giving insurance companies, if it's about insurance and keeping down costs, why are you giving insurance companies years to get paid, to, to make major, major profit, if it's really about helping old folk? Because it ain't. Because it ain't. Put this. What up? What up, Abraham? Because it ain't. It's not what that shit is about. Let's go here. Let me give you this. <clears throat> Let's keep listening. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Where's that? There we go. Change the $370 billion that they're investing there. You heard Ginger just a bit ago talking about how what a huge, huge win this is for, for his administration and, and, and for climate change. And then you heard him talk about taxes on, on the wealthy and on corporations. And yes, Kenneth, he is going to be traveling across the country with other Democrats touting this as a massive. This whole talk is so fast, you want to make sure can't nobody understand a goddamn thing. You hear how fast this brother's just chick is talking? Confusion. That's what they want. Here we go. Massive win. And you heard Cecilia just a bit ago also talking about how they're even launching ads very soon. Yeah, as Zareen just mentioned, Alexis, our uh, chief meteorologist, Ginger Z, and managing uh, editor. See, why, why you got to run ads? Why you got to run ads if the bill is so great? Right? Now, see, it's different when politicians who are in particular races who coming up for a midterm might try to use some of that shit as an extension, but the White House is running the ad. That means they have to sell it. You know why they got to sell it? Because people who got any any of the magnetic particles understand that this shit is is terrible. Folks like us understand what, is, what you know, it is, the, the opening of. You know what I'm saying? It is the um, it's the jump off. What up, Twain? Twain star in the building. What's happening, Twain? It's the jump off. So they got to sell it. And, and what can you sell when nothing is going to be done for years? Come on now. People don't understand. <laughs> Germany going through it right now. Germany, they're going to be running ads talking about this bill they just they, they just passed on. You know, they have to pump it up. They have to sell it because anybody who reads this shit will understand what it really is. So they got to sell it. You know what I'm saying? So they got to run ads to sell. Oh, we did this. We did this. Um, I mean, the law, people don't – look what's happening in Germany right now. Germany, Germans are about to face major energy shortage because they dump their primary use of fossil fuels under the guise of ESG, saying that they're going to make a green economy. 
We already saw it happen in Sri Lanka, right? The Sri Lankans got so mad that they ran, they just overthrew the government. We see it happen in other Nordic countries right now, and it's happening in Germany. I, I don't know. I'll play a clip for y'all about what's happening in Germany right now. And it ain't got shit to do with Russia. See, they're going to try to make you think that Russian that Russia is um, holding Germany hostage because, for one, Germany abandoned the fossil fuel industry, started to build all these windmills and all this other shit, and then the other energy that they were relying on was the Russian oil. Well, now this shit has just got funky. And I'm going to tell you something else. I don't want to switch it up. But if you was listening to the, the clip that I was playing earlier, uh, we was breaking down the corruption in Ukraine. Do you think it's by chance that the that the international conflict is, uh, is Ukraine and Russia after years of America putting money into Ukraine? They've been arming them with weapons. This shit ain't new. They was doing all that shit under the Obama administration. Billions of dollars. Billions billions of dollars worth of ammo and guns. They antagonized Russia to jump this shit off. Because you got to remember, they they did this once Russia took back Crimea, which was an annex of Russia. Right? That's like... um, Let's say that's like America and Britain funking over uh, Puerto Rico. Like Puerto Rico is an annex of America. Well, that's what Crimea was for Russia and Ukraine. And so you, the, the Russians just went back and took what was theirs. And how you know that it was already there because America did not, Say any? They didn't really say nothing about that. This is under the Obama administration now. Y'all remember this happened in like 2013, 2014. Nothing was said. They let them happen because that was actually their territory. But what they did do was go in there and take hold of that country. Remember, we're reading Behold the Pale Horse. Don has been reading uh, the Phoenix, um, that Phoenix document that shows you how they subvert other countries' government. And how they do it with bribery, um, extortion, and all that shit. That's exactly what they were doing in Ukraine during the Obama administration. Look at all the players who had their hands in that country. The Clintons, the Obamas, Biden, Pelosi, Romney, all these big-time um, you know, you know, big politicians. And then put government agents, like agencies, inside of you um Inside of Ukraine, operating out of Ukraine, training these people. And this is why you have what you have today. That did not that was not by chance that this shit popped off soon as Trump got out the way. As soon as they got his ass out the way, that this shit pops off. It was all planned. It was all planned. Ain't none of this shit by chance. None of it. All right, let's go back to this bill though. But like I said, this is remember, this bill, remember this, y'all. This and Inflation Reduction Act is the beginning of the ESG Great Reset in America. It has begun. Let's let's go back and listen. As Zareen just mentioned, Alexis, our uh, chief meteorologist, Ginger Z, and managing uh, editor of the Climate Unit, mentioned that we will see immediate action on the climate front here 
uh, when it comes to combating climate change, but when it comes to inflation, uh, not so much. So we know this package actually is, uh, is working to reduce inflation. It ain't, it ain't going to do shit with climate change. Understand that, y'all. This, that's not what it's about. I'm going to show you, and I'm going to prove it to you and show you how it doesn't, because I'm going to show you what it is that they want you and I to buy, that they want you and I to purchase as a result of them trying to fight climate change. This is not about fighting climate change. For one, these humans can't stop Mother Nature from doing a damn thing. They ain't that powerful. As I told that lady, you ain't even got that kind of power hole. They're just fooling people. But will it? How long until Americans see relief? Right. Well, it won't be immediate when it comes to the overall inflation picture, Kenneth. A lot of economists say that this will have a negligible effect. It ain't never going to happen. Talking about it ain't going to happen no time soon. Because it, it's not happening at all. Y'all know how to sell it. Hold on. Let's go back. All right. Well, it won't be immediate when it comes to the overall inflation picture, Kenneth. A lot of economists say that this will have a negligible effect on inflation over the long term. It does reduce. A negligible effect on, re- on inflation. Can we, let's look up um, negligible, y'all. Let's, let's, let's do a little homework real quick. Let's do a little bit of homework and see what does negligible mean. All right. Okay. Ne- okay. Defin this go definition of neg how you say negligible. Negligible. Okay, negligible. Here we go. Okay, here's the definition of negligible, right? Let's make sure that's the right word. Negligible. Yes, that is the right word. All right, according to this definition by the Heritage Foundation, fifth edition, negligible means not significant or important enough to be worth considering, trifling. That's the word. Oh, I look. Remember these, when we be in school, we'd be like, you so trifling, right? You know, just a trifling-ass person. There you go. Negligible. The second adjective for um, negligible that um, said that may be ne- <laughs> neglected. Hear her words again, y'all. Let's listen to what the lady said. She said it was negligible when it comes to inflation. We know this package actually is, uh, is working to reduce inflation, but will it? How long until Americans see relief? Right. Well, it won't be immediate when it comes to the overall inflation picture, Kenneth. A lot of economists say that this will have a negligible effect on inflation over the long term. It does reduce. Okay. Let's go back to the definition of negligible, not significant or important enough to be worth considering, trifling, that it may be neglected, disregarded, or left out of consideration, too small or unimportant to be worthy of notice, able to be ignored or excluded from consideration, too small or unimportant to be of concern. So when they out there toting that this is going to help reduce inflation, they know it's not because it's negligible, negligible, okay? Let's listen to this, finish them, listen to them tell this this lie. 
reduce our deficit by $300 billion. That's definitely a good news for Americans. But those hoping that this was going to reduce the grocery bill immediately or help them with... And hold up. She just said it's going to uh, reduce the um, deficit um, supposedly in 10 years, though. See, she left that part out. See, they always leaving out these big, important pieces of things when they're speaking. When is it going to reduce the deficit? It's all in 10 years. Oh, so like 2030. Got it. 2032. Got it. Here we go. Uh, not so much. So we know this package actually is, uh, is working to reduce inflation, but will it? How long until Americans see relief? Right. Well, it won't be immediate when it comes to the overall inflation picture, Kenneth. A lot of economists say that this will have a negligible effect on inflation over the long term. It does reduce our deficit by $300 billion. That's definitely a good news for Americans. But those hoping that this was going to reduce the grocery bill immediately or help them with relief at the gas pump immediately, it's not going to happen. There are two areas where we will see some real costs over the next month, really more like over the next few years, and that's in energy and health care costs. On the energy front, there are a number of rebates and tax credits that homeowners will be able to get to sort of upgrade their homes to cleaner energy. There are also rebates if you're going to buy and tax credits if you're going to buy an electric vehicle, new or used. In the fine print, though, not every electric vehicle on the road right now or up for sale in this country is eligible. On the health care front, Medicare recipients See, this is what, see, this is the fake reduction. This is the fake part of them saying that you're going to um, save, like this is going to save you money. And, and this is how they get to people. Again, it's marketing. Here you go. They got this thing called the, um, the Calculate How Much Biden's Inflation Reduction Act May Save You. Okay. They ain't saving you nothing. They're giving you rebates. So rooftop solar installation, tax credit, a 30% discount. I don't know about y'all, but have y'all found out how much it costs to actually buy um, to, to, com to completely cover your roof with solar panels? Unless your state has a program where they're trying to subsidize shit like that, it's going to cost you around seven, eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000, depending on the size of your home. What up, newbie? Rahu Bat, You know what I'm saying? That's a, and what's up, Essential? Let's see Essentials in here, too. I see Mr. Lowry. Come on in anytime you're ready, Mr. Lowry. Go ahead and press one, brother. Um, this is how they're selling it. They're trying to sell you about future prospects that really don't do – it's a little rebate. But why they're doing the rebate is because they're basically saying this is what you're going to have to purchase. This is what you got to have. Because as we roll out this ESG and we start doing these social credit scores, if you don't have this, you're going to be penalized. So let's incentivize it to a certain extent with tax credits, all right? So, again, the solar panel installation, right? You can get that. Thermal geo heating installation, okay? But, again, y'all, you got to buy it first. You got to buy it. And it's only a 30% discount. 
The next one, battery storage installation. What battery? Oh, is it for your uh, it's for your electric vehicle? Okay, you get thirty percent on that one. Community solar subscription. What the fuck is a community solar subscription? Well, if you listen, if you if you're paying attention to Klaus, Klaus Schwab, everything is going to be on subscription based. They already got us. They got us hooked on the. They already got us hooked on levels of subscription. We got because when we do that with television, Hulu, uh, you know Disney, Netflix, all subscription. Um, particular software we use, all subscription based, right? So we have a level of that that's already kind of conditioned for. We can you know are they conditioned the mental for it? So you said, so let's look up what is community solar subscription. Okay, let's look that up. What is community solar subscription? Subscription. All right, subscription. All right. I probably spelled that wrong, but boom. All right. Community solar basic. This is a program by the government. Okay. Here's look this look at this look it up. Here let me let me drop this for you for y'all. Anybody wants to look at it. All right. Here you go. And there. Let me go drop this in Discord for the family. Here you go. Community solar subscription. All right. So what is community solar? The US Department of Energy defines community solar as a solar project or purchasing program within a geographic area in which the benefits of the solar project flow to multiple consumers, such as individuals, businesses, nonprofits, and other groups. In most cases, customers are benefiting from energy generated by solar panels to offset as an offset array. Before I go into move any further, Community, communal sharing, you see, it's going to be with energy. Think about that shit, y'all. I, I got to share energy with somebody. They want me to share energy. That means that I can only use particular things at particular times and for a particular amount of time, you know, at this time for a certain length of time. If it's community, because if it's, if it's all communal, it's only it's, it's not an infinite amount of energy. It's finite. You see? Now they're going to have finite amount of energy for particular communities. Man, y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't hear me, though. This is in their bill. This is in their bill. Okay? Right here. You see this household electrification incentives? That's what it's saying. Community solar subscription on top of you getting a rooftop solar installation, thermal heating installation, battery storage. Come on in, Mr. Larry. Your mic is wide open, man. <laughs> Come on in. Unmute, Mr. Larry. There it is. How are you now? Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here talking I'm doing to you. Good. 
<laughs> great day. You know, some good stuff you got coming across. You know, they, they don't hear you, though. Uh-uh. They don't hear you, though. The fall of America. Man. You know what I mean? The fall. We've been waiting for this day. Everybody's been talking about down with the system. You got it. It's here. It's in, I said, it ain't even at the doorstep. It's in the house now. We don't understand what's passing in this building. Moving awfully fast. And moving awfully, awfully, awfully fast. The bill has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with, in fact, the the inflation, that will have more to do with the Federal Reserve than uh, any piece of legislation. Inflation is not a Mm -hmm. legislative issue. It's an issue of your monetary policy. And uh, Congress don't control the monetary policy. The Fed do. So that right. in and of itself tell you that they're full of shit, right? Uh, right. You know. Uh, I mean, it, she said it. This, she said it's negligible. She, she. I mean, the lady said it. But she basically, it ain't gonna do a goddamn thing. But people are not gonna pay no attention <laughs> to that, though. They are gonna hear what they want to hear. You know what I'm saying? They gonna want to believe what they want to believe. She said it ain't gonna do nothing. It's negligible. Meaning that it's in a, unimportant, little significance. It ain't gonna do a damn thing. Nothing. Um, it's not gonna do what people, uh, you know, think it's gonna do. We got a hostile regime who, obviously, <laughs> like you said, has a uh, a plan. You know, a long-standing mm-hmm. plan in front of them. So, so, so nothing we think or say. Uh, is really going to detract them, you know, from their plan. Um, and looking at this bill, man, they're, they're, they're moving awfully fast. Uh, again, I said every week, there's nothing more than a confiscation of the private ownership of property. Hmm. That That's going to be the bottom line. Now, you can go out and get your subsidy to go buy an electric car, you ain't doing nothing but subsidizing these folks. Really, that's what it is. It's a subsidy. Um, It's just coming through a rebate. Uh, But then you got to hook your car up to a community hub. (laughs) Community Community solar (laughs) subscription. (laughs) Then you got to go get your community solar uh, subscription. So um, they got you right there too, you know. Mm. Uh, all of this is nothing more, nothing less than the abolition of private. That's what it's boiling down to, in a bunch of fancy yeah. terms. I mean, they telling yeah. you what you can and can't do, right? Yeah. What type of car you got to buy, you know, the, you the requirements to buy it. Okay, now when you get this mm-hmm. car, you know you got to, have the electric hookup that's then going to hook up to our hub and all these type of um, uh, regulations. Everything mm-hmm. else, you know, like you were saying earlier, the the Medicaid piece to mm-hmm. negotiate prices. Yeah, we'll negotiate them, and we'll talk about that shit in ten years, cool. knowing that you know, uh, in within ten, probably before the year is out, they're going to pass other legislations or executive order. That totally undo what they said that they were going to do, because you and right. I know goddamn I well they're not going to go up against the pharmaceutical industry. Hell no, that's not going not to happen. <laughs> <laughs> they're paying the bills, you know. Um, mm-hmm. 
So right. all of this. They just gave with, billions of dollars to the pharmaceutical companies. Now you think they're going to fight yeah. them? Who they think they fooling? Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 you know, there goes the Constitution. I see that movie, but, you know, the Constitution, the Constitution was null and void when we let them get away with the scam of the century. Once they put us under these national executive emergencies, we now go under military rule, which is famous. Yeah. So everybody is trying to figure out who's really running the show, who's really running the show. It's not yeah. the president. As long as those emergencies standing, we're under military rule, the the Federal Emergency Management Administration. You know that, that's oh, we're gonna talk about that said. tonight. We're gonna hit on it tonight. We're gonna read on it so tonight because that's this, that's the next chapter in in, in the whole mirror. But I found something though when we were looking okay. at this Green New Deal because that's all the bill is, mm-hmm. is Green New Deal. Yes, I came across yes. something very interesting. I found the root of it. Um, you can okay. Google uh, Green Cross. I'm gonna put the Green Cross. Yeah, hopefully that link that. is showing. Um, hopefully the link is showing. That takes you to uh, a quick synopsis. Okay. Uh, the, the 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 Green Cross. The Green Cross. Is uh, a hold on one second before we tap into that. Hold on one yes. second before we get into that. I want to. Um, Finish reading with the community solar because it, it, it ties in. Just I want to finish okay. reading that because now I understand where the, the community solar people are for probably be be for folks who don't have like a, you know a lot of money so you have to collectively do it and it was just community. So it says community solar customers can either buy or lease a portion of the solar panels in the array, and um, they typically receive an electric uh, bill credit for electricity generated by their share of the community solar system. <laughs> so you be a good you be a good citizen. You get rewarded. You get a biscuit. Similar to someone who has rooftop panels installed on their home. Community solar can be a great option for people who are unable to install solar panels on their roofs because they don't own their homes, have inefficient solar resources, or roof conditions to support a rooftop PV system due to shading, roof size, or other factors. Or what financial reasons for poor people, this a.k.a. to make sure that, you know, poor folks are still going to be able to have power, even though your shit is going to be uh, limited. Again, because you share with the rest of the community. You see? It says, how does community solar work? Community solar business models vary depending on where a subscriber lives. All right? So they're already making distinctions to depend on where you live. As of 2020, about a third of states have enabling policies for community solar. That means that they have passed legislation that created a third-party market for community solar requiring project developers and utilities, typically larger investor-owned utilities, utilities, right, to follow certain regulations in order to enroll customers and develop community solar installations. 
Now that makes that interesting because um, it, out here in um, they out here in Cali, they they're pumping up a program big time out here by the state of California. They want to give it to uh, Californians for free. See, nothing is ever free, but they want people to have it for free. They I forget what it's called. I see it on YouTube. They got YouTube commercials for it, right? Because again, they know who we are, where we are, so they know I'm a Californian um, watching YouTube. So that I get hit with that ad. Get your solar panels for free from the um, state of California in this new program. Said it says in addition to uh, to the more common off-site model of community solar, there is also an on-site multi-family community solar model where occupants of apartments and condominiums, like I'm in, buildings, would each benefit from energy produced from a rooftop array. When it comes to subscribing to community solar programs, there's no one-size-fits-all approach because of varying laws and regulations. Each subscriber organization presents an economic opportunity differently to its subscribers. It's um, in states with enabling policies like California, most community solar subscribers will receive two bills, one for the community solar program with their portion of the solar energy and the other from the utility from the from the utility for the portion of traditionally generated electricity they've consumed. Some states are looking to simplify the process to combine the bills. So so see now there you go. They gonna have one bill that's traditional, that shit gonna be sky high. It's gonna be extremely pricey energy. See that's gonna be the energy that you can use, what you wanna use, how much energy you wanna use. If you wanna have your dishwasher on, you know, uh if you wanna you know, wash clothes in the middle of the night, that's going to be expensive. They're going to encourage you to get on the community policy. Okay. What are community uh, customer benefits? What are the community, wait, what are the customer benefits of community solar? Community solar allows everyone to benefit from solar energy, even if they can't put panels on their rooftop. So he's going to, this shit like this, Mr. Lowry, everybody, is going to sound good to the layman. To the layman, this shit is music to their ears. They're like, ooh, I can share. I ain't got to pay all that shit myself. They gonna, it's going to sound like a great fucking idea to them. In areas where solar power is less expensive than traditionally generated electricity. Didn't I just say that? Then I just say they're going to make sure that traditional electricity is ex- extremely fucking expensive. Okay? Consumers can save money on their monthly bills. If subscribers move to a new home within the same utility service territory or county, they can typically continue the benefit of their community solar share. Programs may also have options for selling or donating subscriptions. Hey, that was an upload, Don. Remember that or upload when they were still in the uh, the man's uh, they were still in his uh, what was they stealing from that old man and uh, upload his megabytes or his terabytes or something. Remember that part when they was like stealing it and giving it to the other people who couldn't afford that shit. Remember that. 
That's what this shit is, Don. That's what this shit is. Listen again. If subscribers move to a new home within the same utility service territory or county, they can they can uh, they typically continue to benefit from their community solar shares. Programs may also have options for selling or donating subscriptions. What are the utility benefits of community solar? Because most community solar arrays are located off-site, utilities can strategically locate the systems in areas of the grid that can benefit the most. So what you think that is, y'all? What y'all think that is? This is how they're going to make sure that people live in the cities. This is how they're going to make sure that motherfuckers leave the countryside, may even try to abandon rural or suburba, sub, suburbia to come to the, to, to the urban, to the, to the city. This, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm hella mad at humans right now. I'm just, I'm so, ugh. Let me let this shit go down. I'm going to read it again. Now I'll say, say it again. What are the utility benefits of community solar? It says, because most community solar arrays are located off-site, utilities can strategically locate, check it out, utilities can strategically locate the systems in areas of the grid that can benefit the most. Additionally, developing community solar arrays enables utilities to improve their relationships with customers and increase engagement. All right? So they said they can strategically put this shit where they want to. So where you think they're going to put it? In the urban areas? Okay. How is the U.S. Department of Energy Solar? Wait, how is the U.S. Department of Energy Solar Energy Technology Office, or CETO, improving community solar? Government run, y'all. It's all government run. This solar shit. This this is all government run, man. And and government run or investor owned. Do you hear what I'm saying? This is fascism. That is your fascism. What up, Don? She said, do it, do it again. All right. I'm going to read this part where it says, what is the utility benefits of basically solar community? Like, what are the benefits? It says, because most community solar arrays are located off-site, utilities can strategically Locate the systems in areas of the grid that can benefit the most. This is why I said they're going. That's going to be incentive for people to move into the more urban areas. If these people, if these, they said the utilities can strategically locate systems in areas of the grid that can benefit the most, well, they're going to say, well, you living out there in the countryside, that that's no benefit. It's not that many people out there. So I have to put I have to put this shared community grid where it can benefit the most and where it can benefit the most people. And this is how they get people back into, you know, particular areas. Right? This is how they section shit off. This is how they're gonna do it. 
Absolutely, Mr. Lowry, the great good. So additionally developing Wait a minute, now, additionally now, 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 I'm, I'm hey, sorry. Hey, what, hey, now, hey y'all. Hey. Now, I missed it again. Sorry. I missed it three times. One more time. One more time about about whatever you're saying about they're trying to make people stay in the cities. Do it again? Yes. Well it the the subtitle is what are the utility benefits of a community solar program? They're like, what are the benefits of, of people doing this? So because most community solar arrays are located off-site, utilities can strategically locate the system in areas of the grid that can benefit the most. You see? If they say they can strategically locate it, that's an indication that they're going to say, we need to put this shit, people are highly populated. So they're going to discourage people for living countryside and things like that. The only people who are going to be able to live countryside are people who, who can truly afford it, like for real, for real. Like, you know, there's people who can have not a lot of money and still live in the country because, you know, they either have their own property, family property, or they renting something way out in the boondocks that don't cost that much. That costs them like $800 a month, but you out, you way out. They want to discourage that. So they're going to say, we're going to put this in areas where the grid can be benefited the most. And the show ain't going to be out in the uh, in the boondocks, so to speak. So additionally, developing community solar arrays enables utilities to improve their relationship with customers and increase engagement. Really? Think about that. What does that mean? That's to build trust. How is the U.S. Department of Energy Solar Technologies Office improving community solar? CETO, S-E-T-O, that's the acronym, is advancing community solar through the National, Compu- the National Community Solar Partnership, which is a coalition of community solar, solar stakeholder, there's that word, y'all, stakeholder, not shareholders, stakeholders, specific, that specific language that is used in the Great Reset. We, how do we know? Because we done built on that before. Stakeholders economy. This is, this is the, those are all the cues that is the Great Reset. It's here, y'all. That shit isn't, you know, we talked about this three, about two and a half years ago, but it's here now. They got the they got the federal bill passed yesterday to get this shit on and popping. And, and American stupid ass just is a clapping. Oh, that's the, 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 the great president. They don't have a clue. They Six want to say that when they started the solar panels, I was listening to a class, and it was back in the 80s going into the 90s, but he said um, the solar mm-hmm. panels causes cancer. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why they want to put it every goddamn where, you know, because the mission is to kill motherfuckers mm-hmm. at the end of the day. True that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's the um, that? what class where he um, say something like, hmm What's that called? The um, option one? What is that in, in, in the thing? Option one? Alternative. Kill? What is it? 
Yeah, depopulate. Yeah, well, that's the class where he says, after he says the whole solar panels cause cancer and shit, he says electricity is unforgivable. Mm. You say that after that. It's unforgivable. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. What do you you think you mean by that? It's unforgivable. Like me, I'm unforgivable. I don't forgive a motherfucker for a goddamn thing. What up, Mr. Lowry? What up, everybody? Great day. Yes, yes. Okay. Great day to you, Lowry. It said, yeah, uh, Mr. Lowry said in chat room, he said, that's code. That's the code word for merger of corporation and the state. Absolutely, baby. That is, that's what it is. That's fascism. Mm-hmm. Right? With my movie, that's why I, that's why I've been watching JFK for years, and that's why I've been watching it the last couple of times. You, they they give the clues in that motherfucker too. They show you how it's done. Come on, man, that happened in 1963. 1963. Then I said they've been doing this shit for the last 40. So now with the last 50, when you think about it, all right, all right, it says which is the coalition of community solar stakeholders working to expand access to affordable community solar to every American household by 2025. Partners leverage peer networks and technical assistance resources to set goals and work to overcome persistent barriers to expanding community solar access to underserved communities. There's the... Those are all them trigger words, y'all. All them keywords, cold words, as Mr. Lowry said, all that stakeholders, stakeholders underserved communities, you know. Because that's what they want. Like the, the, the poorest of people are, you want energy? You want energy? You're going to have to have it with the community solar subscription. So what does that tell you? That means really that that Solar techni- um solar and all this other stuff, it's going to be extremely expensive. This is why you're trying to offset it with rebates. Shit is expensive. That's the bottom line. Straight up. That's the bottom up. line. But it can be expensive if they plan on wiping out. The money system as we know it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They're gonna they're gonna wipe out they're gonna wipe out the money system. That's on deck. It's coming. They're it's gonna coming. wipe out the money system. Put us on digit, digitized mm-hmm. credits. <clears throat> and, mm-hmm. and 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 how that's much energy buried under using? all of this fancy language? Mm-hmm. You gonna have your credit score based on how much energy you use? Mm-hmm. What kind of food you consume? Okay, that's right. That's time, right. Newbie card and credit, baby. They 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 going for the juggler. See, like in previous I times, you, before we, you know, all this technology, you know, prison. people just man. I told you last week that the motherfucker said we got we got to step on the gas. Solar. <laughs> They're about to own the air we breathe. That's Yo. what solar is, right? right. So wait, can, can can I figure out this subscription shit? Like, mm-hmm. how much the subscription? How much is the subscription? I, it does not say. Again, 
according to the Biden calculator, they got a calculator here. It's called Calculate How Much a Biden's Inflation Reduction Act May Save You. That's, that's all fake. <laughs> this is how they're selling it to people down. This is how they're selling it. But one of the things you can get is community solar subscription. And as a, you get a discounted as a tax credit at 30%. So now, these are all things they say you can get for, right now. You're still going to be paying them for your electricity bill. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everybody but they're going to tell you how much you can actually use. That's the say difference. What? They're going to tell you how much you can use. When I, see, when I was reading, reading this, this thing, they're, they're going to have two types of energies. Remember it said because they want – you're going to have two bills. The traditional electricity, and then this, the community solar subscription. So what they're going to do, the traditional um, electricity, meaning that we can run our lights all day long, we can wash clothes in the middle of the night, we can be, have our t- we can be on the computer, all have our shit on all night long. It don't matter because, you know what I'm saying, we just pay our bills. But they're about to make that shit extremely expensive to live like that. How we know that we live every day is going to change for a lot of people. Not all of us, but a majority of the people is going to change. They're going to be on this, the community solar. And see, they're going to make it look so attractive because they're going to spike up energy. We're seeing it now. What do you think is happening since this whole fucking pandemic? Now they're talking about, you know, energy. The, ener- the cost of energy is up. It's going to continue to go up. If you listen to um, that little clip I was playing, we'll go back. But um, please don't go back to that. They gonna think they gonna they gonna fix people. They gonna trick people by thinking that the cost is gonna go down by them participating in shit like community solar subscriptions. But they, their job is to run energy sky high. If you run it sky high, then they will they will take the alternative that they got for these folks, which is community solar subscription. And then through the community solar subscription, you only have X amount of energy you can use your entire household. Right. So, wow. So, well, that means uh, if you're saying that's dealing with the people that's in the city and all that type of stuff and – Probably mm-hmm. unafford people who basically, you know, mm-hmm. uh, been living off the government any fucking way. Yeah. So people that's mm-hmm. been living off the government, it looks like um, mm-hmm. they don't have to start kicking people out the house then. If they fuck around and <laughs> get that shit, that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Can only use so much energy. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got to go. You be you using this. I, my time is a lot. Goddamn families, ain't they? Right. Mm-hmm. I only got I only got eight hours worth of fucking energy for today. You got to go. You see what I'm saying? This is what they got. It says um, Seto is funded. It's also funded. Wait, Seto has. Oh fuck! I read. I can't read. It says Seto also funded the Solar in Your Community Challenge. A prize competition. 
that work to expand solar electricity access to all Americans, especially underserved segments such as low and moderate income households. There it is. There it is. It's a competition, y'all. It's called the Solar in Your Community Challenge, a prize competition that worked to expand solar electricity access to all Americans, especially underserved segments such as low and moderate income households. The challenge supported teams across the country to develop projects or programs that expand solar access to underdeveloped, underserved groups while proving that these business models can be widely replicated and adopted by similar groups. Learn more about the SEDO program to increase solar access and affordability. See, this is going to be something. See, this is this is how fascism works. They're going to have companies like BlackRock, Vanguard, and all mm-hmm. these really large funds participate and invest their money in shit like this. You understand? They're going to be like, fuck the stock market, invest in the Department of Energy with Sato. Okay? So to be able but once to, you do that, that gonna... you have no say. Because right, right now your public utilities are regulated for what it's worth, right? We're not going to right, hang right. a hat on but it, it, but it's regulated. should have been deregulated many years ago. But, yeah. So this right here is taking the public out of it and shifting it. This shit they talking about don't make no sense, right? Because you can't quantify solar energy. Electric is generated through a process. You can quantify that. How mm-hmm. you going to qualify solar energy? What are you going to do when your part of the earth rotate the fuck down towards the North Pole during the wintertime? And your sunlight is significantly shorter because of, you know, the position of the earth relative to the sun. Natural thing. Right. You see what I'm saying? How is all of this going going to work? It's not. (laughs) All of this is taking away your right to purchase energy for your home, your business, and yourself and placing it in the hands of the state, which is the corporation that's going to own it. They're one and the same. They're one and the same. Then they're going to be able to dictate how much energy you use. That's, that's all yes. it is. Yes. That's all it is. <clears throat> yep. That's all it is. That's, that's the knock on solar panels now. Like if you go buy a solar panel to, to back up your energy, you would notice if you put it out now in August, it's charging much more quickly. Depends on where mm-hmm. you're at. I'm on the East Coast. So if you right. put it out, say, in December, that shit can mm-hmm. take all day to charge up because you're getting less direct because all of this is, is harnessing energy directly from mm-hmm. the sky. So it's not a constant thing. That, that's why the solar panels can't compete wherever there is electricity. It just can't compete because it, the, 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 it, it's not constant based on your positioning relative to the sun. 
every 24 hours, your ass rotate the fuck out of that beam. And it's dark. Mm. So there's also a correlating um, uh, decrease in the harness. Because it got to harness the same light that we see on that beam. That's what solar power is. It's harnessing that energy. You rotate the fuck from it, it's dark outside. And so is that solar panel. So um, all of this, I agree with you that it sounds good. Right, mm-hmm. and it sounds like the wave of the future. These people mm-hmm. are fucking monopolizing the air that we breathe. Because see, underneath all of this, whether it works or not, this established that the fucking sun rays can now be uh, uh, be a private property. So instead of the land that we are, these people are monopolizing the goddamn sunlight. Well, and you know your boy you will uh, throw some life. shit in the air to block the sun. <laughs> so who's to say? So who's to say that he don't throw his shit up there every five, six months? Spray, spray a particular area, put that shit up in there, and block the sun rays. I mean, you, I mean, I don't put nothing past these devils. So, excuse me, eating in your ears, y'all. My bad. I need to know that. Um, and so, then they on both sides. So the same people that control your electric energy is the same people who is on the ground floor with, with this force to this green thing that fell miserably yes. under Obama. They don't get back time really because Obama tried it, and we, you know, they lost their ass mm-hmm. on on the green well, thing. Also, he was out here clapping it, yesterday. He was so happy. <laughs> Yeah. For, for this shit, he, he talking about this is a big fucking deal, Joe. Big fucking yeah. deal. And they're forcing it. See, they're forcing mm-hmm. us on it. This is not a natural migration of the people. They're forcing this shit down our throat, and they're making money mm-hmm. hand over foot. But it, whatever you see, goddamn community solar, that <laughs> says it all. Who controls the goddamn community? All right. The corporation, the government, and I hate it because, like I said, moving people, Mexicans, all all people, you know, melanated folks, and and well, a whole bunch of white folks too, because they stupid than the motherfucking too. They're going to uh, they're going to they're going to celebrate this. See, people, I, it's just the fact is, it's going to be hella people who have no problem. Living under these conditions, y'all, because most of these people they don't have they don't have an internal an internal guide to strive for greatness anyway. So for so them to be subsidized, everything to be subsidized by the government, their living, their energy, their food, long as they feel some level of comfort, they gonna be with it. They're gonna be with it. Mark my word. They they are going to be with it, okay? They'll be like, I really ain't got to do shit. The government gonna subsidize this, that, and this, and I'm gonna fool everything. They they gonna they ain't gonna have no problem with this shit. 
And then this is how you control a population of people. Then you, if you really thought that they was controlling the way motherfuckers think, well, they're about to really start controlling people's behavior for real, for real. Because all you, you're living and the, the, the way you live is going to be associated or connected with how you act and what you do on the daily, what you consume. What you produce, more important. Exactly. They monopolizing this shit right here. <laughs> People, <laughs> Jordan Master, Jordan ain't going to have no production. fucking problem with it. None. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, newbie. Behavior modification, for real. All right, so that's just the four, five tax credits that they say that you can actually get right now as soon as this bill was passed in the law. They, they want you to hurry up and get them solars. They want to get that shit off and popping immediately. That's four. So that's rooftop solar installation, field germ, field um, thermal, geothermal heating installation, battery storage installation, and community solar subscription. It says timeline, now, 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 and now. Let's go to the things that they're going to pop off next year because – Right, because by 2026, there will be no. They they don't want any more manufacturing of uh, gas vehicles. So, they're giving you a tax rebate of seventy five hundred dollars for your new electric vehicle. There you go. All right, by 2030, 20, 2023. You're gonna have a two thousand dollars, but it's still. I mean, that, that car still is gonna cost you more than fifty grand to buy. But then they might have it, so you can rent it. Don't worry. You can rent it. You can rent your electrical vehicle. Cause trust me, everything will be subscription model. Everything. Cause they're gonna say you don't need to have no personal card that you can go to and fro all the time anyway. So won't you just subscribe and then you can use it really when you need it? Cause you don't really shouldn't have your own shit anyway. You see what I'm saying? What up, Zeno? What you got? She says such a such a health problem may be triggered by small frequencies from cell phones, computers, and other electric uh, electronic appliances. Just on um, black. BlackRock homes are going to be smart homes, of course. And then, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Got you. Okay, I follow what you're saying. Yep. In theory, saying rent your vehicle you share with your neighbors. For mm-hmm. real. That's where it's For going. real. That's where it's, yep. All right, so. All right, so we got $7,500 uh, tax credit for the for a vehicle. You're going to have to purchase, either purchase or rent, all right? In a minute, they're going to outlaw fucking uh, gas vehicles. That's, that's coming soon. Don't worry. The next 10 years, they're going to just be like, you can't even have that shit. You can't even be on the road. Not to mention, when you have all these electric vehicles on the road, trust me, they're going to have the ability to... to to, um, it's gonna be like the sobriety. You know how some vehicles, you if you got hella DUIs, you can't get in that motherfucker. You can't start your vehicle without the breathalyzer to start your vehicle. Oh, you know how they have that. that for I just want to put that on record, man. We invested in that mm-hmm. that company now, mm-hmm. twenty years ago. Okay. No, twenty yeah, twenty years ago. 
We knew okay. the guy who came up with it. He sold okay. it to a bigger company. That's how it ended up becoming like major. But right. um, yeah, and that same okay. breathalyzer will shut down if you drunk as fuck. Your car won't start. Mm-hmm. Air, steering right. wheel locks so, up. Yeah, that's the same. Mm-hmm. So when they start using so, the so. whole breathalyzer type situation, mm-hmm. yeah, we get a little pretty penny <laughs> off of it. So all the different right. types of, uh, you know, devices that they're using based on the person's breath. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So liking unto that, they're going to have, like she, like I said, with your electric vehicle, especially if it's on the subscription base, which you, they will have that for people, for certain people. And overall, they're going to be able to control when and where you can drive. You know what I'm saying? And, and they're definitely going to be able to turn shit off when they want to. That's why they're going to make sure everybody has to have an electric vehicle. That's just my insight, my foresight. You know what I'm saying? That's how I see it. Especially if you guys, like I said, because um, what what is your average Tesla cost right now? Uh, I think the average Tesla is probably around about 70 grand. I don't know. Even the, like the um, the Model 3. What's the average the average Tesla cost? How much does Tesla cost on average? Oh, I mean that's some. I see the Model S is the smallest one. It's going for one hundred and seventeen thousand. No, Model X is the smallest. That's one hundred and four thousand. One hundred and four thousand dollars for the cheapest uh, Tesla. Okay. Wait, oh, they got different models. Here we go. What is this? Okay, so, all right, here we go, here we go. Model 3, here we go. What's the cheapest one? All right, here we go. Model 3. So, they got cheap ones, 46000 That's your base price, fully loaded, 63, goes 273 miles. Uh, Model 3 long range, uh, 74000 basically 75000 for fully loaded, 57, and so on and so forth. Hopefully you can see this on my screen, family, and uh, Discord. You should be able to see it. All right. So now they got, um, I think, um, what is the, um, what's that company? Ford, GM, all of them are getting government subsidies to build these these new electric vehicles. And they, they're doing it to make sure that they can undercut Tesla, right, so people can afford it. So you might... I don't know how much of them Chevy Volts cost. How much them little them little rinky dink ass cars that they got out there look like clown cars out here? How much that shit cost? The little clown cars they got, right? What is that? What is that shit called? Uh, I don't know. What do they call them? Fiestas? What <laughs> the little clown cars that they got out here? They might sell that for thirty, twenties out. I don't know, but. Again, the government is going to pay them to make it. So, again, government pays them to make it. They they sell it to the common folk on a subscription basis. That's how they're going to run it. At least I would. And that's just a good business model. If I'm, you know, I got a business mind, so that would be a good way to make money. The government's paying me X amount of dollars. I just go sub- subscription to millions of people. I make my money. Profit's going to be off the chain. All right, so where's let's go on um, what else they got. 
All right, heat pump, air conditioner, heater. They want you to get a new one. That's a $2,000 rebate. Of course, your electric panel is 600 rebate. Basic weatherization is 1200 Heat pump, water heater, upfront discount of 1700 that ain't shit, y'all, because you got to understand how much this costs. To put a new, to put a, uh, a tankless water heater in the home, run you about, it run about five Gs to put a tankless water heater in your house. They only giving a, a $1,700 rebate. So they're going to make sure that these people, <laughs> they're going to make sure that these people have to live in communal setting because they won't be able to it. All right. Uh, heat heat pump, air conditioner, heater, upfront discount, eight thousand dollars. Electric stove, upfront discount, eight hundred and forty. So no more gas. Can't cook on gas. They don't want you cooking with gas. They want you to cook on electric. Heat pump, clothes dryer. Didn't I tell you about that dryer? What I tell you about that damn dryer? What I tell you about that damn washing machine? They gonna make sure your ass can only wash your clothes during a certain amount of time when you own the community solar subscription. So you got to have a particular type of uh, washing machine, clothes dryer. They give you 840 on a discount, on your rebate. Uh, whether it was basic weatherization is $1,600. Um, and uh, electric wiring, right, to, to update your house, 2500 Whole Whole home energy reduction performance rebate. Check this out. Whole home energy reduction is a performance rebate of four thousand. So the performance one is based on if you got all this shit that I just listed. That means your house is performing according to how they want they, they, how much output and carbon uh, footprint that you have. If you have a high-performing home, you give a 4000 rebate. And they're probably going to make these rebates, y'all, every single year. See, people love the notion of, ooh, I can get a tax rebate of 4000 every year. Man, just to encourage them to do it. Okay? So there you have it. This is the calculator that has nothing to do with reducing the cost of inflation but this is what they gave to the American people to sell this fucking bill. This is what they did. And there you have it. Let me just finish listening to this real quick. Let's see them um, try to sell the rest of this shit. One more game. To happen. There are two areas where we will see some real costs over the next month, really more like over the next few years, and that's in energy. You see how she did that? You see how she, did you see how the lady did that? She said, we're going to see some costs go up over the next couple of months. Then she slid that really over the next couple of years. Bitch, how you go from the next couple of months to the next couple of years? Y'all don't hear me, though. I, you got to love these 
silvery are deficit by $300 billion. That's definitely a good news for Americans, but those hoping that this was going to reduce the grocery bill immediately or help them with relief at the gas pump immediately, it's not going to happen. There are two areas where we will see some real costs over the next month, really more like over the next few years, and that's in energy and health care costs. On the energy front, there are a number of rebates and tax credits that homeowners will be able to get to sort of upgrade their homes to cleaner energy. There are also rebates if you're going to buy and tax credits if you're going to buy an electric. You see that? But you see how she did that? See, she she really, she said, <laughs> yeah, this is, this, we always talk about the English, English, the English language being a spell and, you know, it's, um, it's language arts. Well, she really was real crafty with her speech right there. She told, you know what I'm saying? It's the, it's the, it's the same psychology we taught in marketing when it comes to marketing, because marketing is all psych, is human psychology, right? It's made to evoke particular things, how people react, but it's also how people hear what you're saying. Or, you know what I'm saying, how they take in the information. She said on the back of you're not going to get no relief, right, no monetary relief, even though this bill is called the Inflation Reduction Act. You ain't going to see no reduction, but, she says, you're going to see increases in energy and health care. Did they not just sell this shit to the people talking about they were going to save money in health care? Listen to her again. Listen again. Got to listen carefully. Definitely a good news for Americans, but those hoping that this was going to reduce the grocery bill immediately or help them with relief at the gas pump immediately, it's not going to happen. There are two areas where we will see some real costs over the next month, really more like over the next few years, and that's in energy and health care costs. On the energy front, there are a number of rebates and tax credits that homeowners will be able to get to sort of upgrade their homes to cleaner energy. There are also rebates if you're going to buy and tax credits. If if you're going to buy an electric vehicle, new or used. In the fine print, though, not every electric vehicle on the road right now or up for sale in this country is eligible. On the health care front, Medicare recipients going to be capped out at $2,000 out-of-pocket expenses a year. Insulin on a monthly basis capped out at $35 a month. So there are going to be some real cost savings, but even those cost savings won't last, won't happen until at least 2025. Do you see that? See her slip of the tongue? She said won't last. And then she corrected herself and say it won't kick in until 2025, you see. Okay. But she said it won't last, and it won't last, J1. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, an illusion. Electric vehicle on the road right now or up for sale in this country is eligible. On the health care front, Medicare recipients are going to be capped out at $2,000 out-of-pocket expenses a year. Insulin on a monthly basis capped out at $35 a month. So there are going to be some real cost savings, but even those cost savings won't, last, won't happen until at least 2025. Zareen, the president criticized Republicans for voting against this bill. Uh, any reaction across the party line there? 
I mean, look, we know how close it was, Kenneth. I mean, it was 50-50 in the Senate. And then in the House, not a single Republican voted for this. Republicans have said that this is going to increase the economic struggle. They say it's going to take money away from Medicare. And they're not happy with the money that's going towards more IRS workers. But look, I think the optics of having Joe Manchin right there, someone who doesn't necessarily always side with the Democrats, right? He was right behind Joe Biden. He was the first person, if you saw, that Joe Biden shook hands with afterwards. And But look, Democrats are going to be campaigning on this. They're very happy about it, but you know that Republicans will be too in their favor. Yeah, and Alexis' legislation also includes some tax increases. Will individual Americans see their taxes go up as a result? Great question, and I think the short answer is no. This is going to raise taxes on the wealthiest U.S. corporations. She said the short answer is no. The hoe is lying, okay? And I'm going to tell you why Taxation comes in many forms, family, okay? Taxation comes in many forms. For one, corporations, like I told you, wealthy people, they have full teams of accountants, lawyers, and everything. Again, the majority of them do shit by the, by the book, okay? The, the tax code is made. And it's, and it's in favor for, people, for businesses, and in particularly large businesses, okay? So trust and believe. If they're going to tax corporations, who do you think the corporation going to tax as a result? Who do you, who you think they're going to make up their profit, their loss of, of profits or profits that they have to give to the government? Where do you think they're going to make that up at? They're going to make it up by making their prices go up. That's taxation. That's indirect taxation. And again, I read to you all last week how there's there, that the thing about laws is all about how it's written because when something is written, it's open to interpretation, right? So, they keep saying that nobody making under 400000 will receive um, taxes will, will go up. But yet, already played for you where they're trying to make sure that anybody who has $600 worth of transactions, that that should be reported to the IRS. So, I mean, so they lying. They're saying your taxes won't go up, but that does not mean you will not be audited. You get it? Do you follow what I'm saying? Just because they say they're not going to increase your taxes don't mean that you will not be audited. I guarantee you the percentage of audits will go up for people who who make um, you know, a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, eighty thousand, seventy five thousand, whatever the case may be, there will be more audits. Government will be asking for paperwork, receipts. Are you making any other type of money on the side? Are you uh, are you uh, reporting all the money? All right. Yes, they will. Audits will go up. Taxes might not go up per se for people making under four hundred thousand, but I bet you them audits will. I guarantee you that the percentage of audits. Matter of fact, the the the, the CBO said that there would be more audits. That's the only way you can tax that many people. You, you're not going to be able to tax the wealthy <laughs> like people think that they can and that they will. 
if they really wanted to change it, they'll just change the tax, rewrite the tax code, and they ain't doing that. So you know it's all bullshit. Let's go. Uh, 15% minimal co- uh, minimum corporate tax on them and individuals making over $400,000 a year. But some critics say if you start taxing big corporations who employ people, that might cause them to hold back in other areas, perhaps not give wages, perhaps not uh, hire uh, as many people. Uh, so some critics are saying this is a bit of an overreach by the government. Zareen mentioned the IRS, $80 billion going to that agency to help things there, uh, to help things run more smoothly. So we could maybe see our tax refunds. Um, to come a little quicker, and maybe those phone calls you've been waiting to get answered will finally be answered by But overall, I'll leave you with this. Economists are saying this legislation is going to reduce overall inflation by just one-tenth of one percent over the next five years, Kenneth. All right. (laughs) She threw it in at the last minute. One-tenth of one percent. One-tenth of one percent. What is one tenth of one percent? One tenth of one percent. <laughs> oh, this made my chest hurt. Hold on a second. Let's let's hear that one more time, Ethereum. You see how she slipped that in right before the the end of the segment. Holy shit! Hold on. Economists are saying this legislation. Is going to reduce overall inflation by just one tenth of one percent over the next five years, Kenneth. One tenth of one (laughs) percent. Wait, is one tenth of one percent is zero point zero one, right? Ain't that ten percent? One tenth. Of 1%, 0. 0.01? Ethereum. How are they fooling these people like that? It's called the Inflation Reduction Act. It's going to reduce inflation by 0.01% in five years. <laughs> what up, Jael? Uh, uh, so taxes have never been ratified by the states. Wouldn't they have to do that first, uh, right? Because taxes are voluntary. Yeah, you know, hey, I, you know, you got to bring some UCC code, motherfucker, to do all that. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know about that ratification. This, that, do, can, do I, can I pay? Can I not pay? Only thing I know is that they threw Wesley Snipes' ass in jail for not paying taxes. I don't, and, and, and he tried to do that shit, too. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all I know. He was talking that shit, too. I ain't got to pay. Uh, oh, it's voluntary. I, they threw his ass in prison. I, I don't know. I, I don't know about it. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> 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 you ain't gonna get me on record like that's on right. you. Uh, but they hiring all these IRS agents, man. They gonna start rounding people up, man. They gonna start rounding <sighs> people up. We we we've seen this movie before. We've seen that any old excuse to start locking people up. All <sighs> of this shit is working together. The 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 vaccines. The mandate, this bill, 
everything that they're doing is one whole piece of pie. And they're just slicing on, give you a slice here and give you a slice there. But all of this stuff is working together. I think Don said it earlier, prison planet. (laughs) It's what they're shooting for. Because this bill don't make any sense. A lot of fancy language. So let's not play this game that these same people that's going around giving people poison is concerned about somebody having efficient goddamn energy coming through their house. That's a contradiction. So all of this is nothing but smoke and mirrors. I'm I'm, going to tell you how it's smoke and mirrors. I'm I'm looking at I'm I'm, I'm looking at the White House page right now. And when you look at presidential actions, this is how it's smoked. And mirrors memorandum on the delegation of authority under the Trans-Sahar counterterrorism program. When you look at that, he delegated the uh, authority to deal with that shit to the Secretary of State. Then you go down memorandum on delegation of authority under all these sections, and that's dealing with the Chips Act. That's that's your thing. He delegated the authority. Memorandum on the Delegation of Authority of the Foreign Assistance Act. So this guy is delegating authority just like all over the place, right? So all this stuff they're doing with this bill in the news media, what they're telling everybody is one big-ass lie and hope the hell that the American people just Keep taking the bait. Just stay distracted because we got a great reset that we need, and we don't need no pesky-ass Americans interfering in big boy business, right? That That's what we say in certain circles. You're doing little boy business. You need to go over there and play with the little boys because this stuff here is for grown folks. So that's what all of this stuff is. When you're reading a bill that says the reduction of inflation and nothing in the bill has anything to do with inflation, then anything, any narrative that follows is bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> right? How are you going to spend a bill that says reduction of inflation that don't reduce inflation, but I'm going to give you a spin off. Uh, uh, I don't know how this people is how, for that. This is how deep it is. Elections have consequences, and stolen elections have greater consequences because these people aren't answerable to us. They didn't do all that shit in 2020 for no reason. There was a reason. They have goals that they're trying to reach. They want to reduce the goddamn population. They want to monopolize the goddamn planet Earth, including the oxygen that you breathe. You will own nothing, and you will be happy about it. Period. That's that's where they're trying to go with this crazy-ass stuff. Because it's all crazy. Even when you try to explain it, like 
I read this bill, and even mm-hmm. going through the bill, this shit is you. You sound crazy, even going through this bill, because it's all craziness. And these people fully intent mm-hmm. on putting uh, a prison fucking planet. And that's what it is. He just signed the, the, the an executive order uh, on that CHIPS Act. They're moving very fast yes. towards crypto. They're moving right. so fast towards crypto. And that's, they, and, and that's not even on the radar. It's so much shit that's happening that's not even in mainstream media very at true. all. Don posted an excellent one. She posted, man, motherfucker, Costa Rica said, man, God damn it, our people ain't fucking cows and, and guinea pigs and we ain't going to keep taking all this shit that Bill Gates and them making up over here in Costa Rica. We don't want none of that shit. You ain't hear about that on mainstream media. Nope. You don't hear on mainstream no, no. media all these babies are dying for mysterious goddamn reasons and kids having heart attacks all in high school and shit. You ain't hearing about none of that. Right, we're, we're I got hearing about on that. Joe Biden inflation bill that right. is nothing but the Green New Deal. But before we move from that, mm-hmm. now, when the people get a chance, Google Green Cross International. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that. Cause yeah, go ahead. Let's, Green let's, let's Cross International what was is that? founded by former Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev in 1993. Mm. This is the precursor to the Earth Summit in Rio de Janeiro, whatever. It is the precursor to Agenda 2021 or whatever it was. This Mm -hmm. is the precursor Mm -hmm. to Agenda 2030. It's called the Green Cross. It, this is where AOC got the Green New Deal from. What is it called? Now, the Green it, what? what is, the, the, the Green, Green Cross, Cross International. Mm-hmm. Green International? Cross International. Yes. Green Cross International. Oh, All right, here we go. <clears throat> it's, it's one Green Cross two, International. Pull up the Wikipedia one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um. Green Cross International is an environmentalist organization in Geneva, Switzerland. That's where Davos is. Hello. Where's Schwab at? He's in fucking Switzerland. Uh, Davos, Switzerland, yes. Absolutely. Um, Headquarters in Davos, founded by former Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev in 1993. Today there are members... Um, of organizations in 30 countries. Let's take a look. Here it is. Right What's here. his primary mission? Let's check it his out. His primary mission uh, is the next The sentence. mission of the Green Cross. Here it is. The mission. Y'all should be able to see this family on uh, on Discord. You should be able to see what, I'm, um, what I got on my screen here. It says, the mission of the Green Cross International. The mission of the Green Cross International is to respond to the combined challenges of security, poverty, 
and environmental degradation to ensure a sustainable and secure future. <laughs> I mean, again, that's right off of, that's right off of the World Economic Forum. To seek solutions through dialogue, mediation, and cooperation. To achieve this, we promote legal, ethical, and behavioral norms that ensure basic changes in the values, actions, and attitudes of government, the private sector, and civil society necessary to develop a sustainable global community. Well, there you have it, y'all. I'm not even finished. It's to promote legal. How, how, see, this is what, like I said, this is why I hate people. I don't like people anymore. I haven't liked people in a really long time because when it comes to this political thing, they don't understand the, the gravity of what they're either pulling for or they're against. You know what I'm saying? Like when he says promote legally, that means that they they shape law. They're going to shape law that's going to control your behavior. Yes. They're going to tell you what's ethical. Yes, that's what you they're what doing now. Yes. They're telling you what type of car you can buy, the mm. requirements mm. you got to have, how much gas you can use? You can't even use fucking gas mm. in California now. They done banned it. Oh yeah, you can't all, yeah. Use a ga- <laughs> all you can't have no. We can't have no lawnmowers, no electrical uh-huh. lawnmowers, uh, blowers, uh, weed eaters. But um, like all that shit gets outlawed. I think next year, in, out here in California. Man, you can't yeah. even call a man a man, a woman a woman anymore. So we gotta like, we gotta refer to people as people. He, they, them. He, they, them. All of this is a part of that. There it is, right there. There it is. It gets better. Keep on reading. Keep on reading. Uh, it says, okay, contribution <laughs> to prevent a resolution of conflicts arising from environmental degradation. Provide assistance to people affected by the environmental consequences of wars, conflicts, and man-made calamities. Programs, value change, social and medical, environmental security and sustainability, water for life and peace, smart energy, and forest restoration. Of course, they always got to have the little Africans. They show all the little Africans. They always got to do it. You got to love it. Um, oh, this, this, is, this is the World Economic Forum. Go to, do you see the part to say interaction with other organizations? Um, this is a Wikipedia page. Yeah, I'm, so, no, I'm actually on their page. I'm actually yeah, yeah, on yeah, their yeah, site. I, I don't think they have that. Yeah. They didn't put it on their site. All right. This and, is who and, they're and affiliated with. Check yeah. this out. March 2021, Japanese government supports the For Sri Lanka Water Project. Now, we just know what happened in Sri Lanka, do we not? Okay, the Sri Lankan people just overthrew their government. What are you talking about? No, no. What are you talking about, Zena? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I'm talking about people who support this this governmental shit. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who cheer on. Um, policies and shit that they had, they don't have a true understanding of. That's what I that's what I that, mean by fuck by fuck niggas. You know. Um, yeah, that's that's I mean why I brought this up. 
That's why mm-hmm. I brought this up. Because, see, if you compare this to mm-hmm. all of these cooked-up-ass narratives, something is amiss here. Now, if you look at that bill and you look at the aims and goals of the Green Cross International, that yeah. just so have the same color as the Green New Deal, that we right. all know that goddamn well that AOC ain't sit down and write all that shit up. But then when you look at the Green New Deal, you look at this inflation mm-hmm. bill, and then you look at the Green Cross International that was established mm-hmm. in Geneva and put under the goddamn control of the Soviets. Here it is. Right, in 1994. Big Bad Wolf right in now. 1994. The first Green Cross National Organization, GCNO, joined the GCI in the Hague. That's the big boys, including mm-hmm. Japan, the Netherlands, the Russian Federation, Switzerland, and the United States. Mm. So they selling us on this phony ass fucking war. Yes. When really one funny. of the aims coming out of World War II was to integrate United States into a Soviet-style communism. So mm-hmm. they was trying to integrate us into this Eastern European system. So how is it that we're supposed to be the fuck at war when we got this organization called the Green Cross National. From that, you get the Paris Climate Agreement. You get all these goddamn trade treaties. This is where it's coming from. And this is 1994, and this shit was under the control of the goddamn Gorbachev. And the United States is a part of it. And then when you read its mission, its mission mm-hmm. is the same thing as that's verbatim. Yeah, that's verbatim the World Economic Forum, verbatim. Yep. So who's zooming who? Who's zooming who? When these people talk about a sustainable global economy, them fucking bastards know that the more we populate, the more we grow, the more those sadistic-ass motherfuckers from up in those caucus mountains is going to be put the fuck out of business. That's what sustainable global... It's sustainable for who? $5 a loaf of bread ain't sustainable for me? Mm. Forcing me to buy a goddamn hundred fifty thousand goddamn dollar car mm-hmm. is not sustainable. How's that right. sustainable? Ain't nothing sustainable about none of this shit that they doing. So who is this sustainable yeah. for? Is the question. That's the question. Now how come all these people making all these goddamn grand plans is up in the goddamn hay or they up somewhere in the fucking uh, Netherlands, in Geneva, Switzerland. Right. 
It's wild. And and like I said, and it is more conditioning and who and who do they use as the other side of mental conditioning? They use celebrity. Because people are idolaters. So they, they you know, so the big push has always been with celebrities, Greenpeace, all this shit. And guess what? You know what the new hot shit is. Okay, this comes down to your food because I'm trying to tell you. The the food shortages or the that whole scare that whole shit is 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 coming abroad. It's I mean it's just starting to happen. What I mean is the propagandize the propagandization of it. California, we they just say you know we California is the hub of America's vegetables. Like you know what I'm saying like seventy like seventy five percent seventy to eighty percent of all vegetables in this country come out of California. Well, here we go. Um, yesterday, I saw something that said, um, get ready for, if you love marinara sauce, and you love ketchup, and you love, you know, your tomato sauce, know that it's going to be in short supply. Why is it going to be in short supply? Or they're saying that uh, we got some kind of drought. Bullshit. Bullshit. California is not in 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 a, in a drought. What they, we do have, and what they have been doing, that affects the ability to grow, is that we have water restrictions in this state, especially for agricultural growers, and they've and they've gotten more restrictive with the water. This is why there's going to be a shortage. Ain't got nothing to do with climate change. See, this, that's the climate change hoax. Saying, do you, I found out that the people, farmers have this this reserve, this water reserve that they able that they store hundreds of thousands of gallons of water in a reservoir on all of their properties based off the rainwater. Do you know farmers collect rainwater, but they don't want you and I to do it. But more importantly, they have a reservoir. They always have uh, ability to to water their crops, but they I'm seeing this propaganda, y'all. And like I said, and who are they going to use to promote the propaganda? They always use celebrity. Well, being that, like I said, these food shortages, all this shit starting. You know what the new trend in Hollywood is, y'all, right? Anybody know what the new trend, what the new hot shit is in in, in uh, Hollywood? what these celebrities are doing that they're now doing in front of the camera and they're speaking about it and they're talking about it on microphone. You know what they're doing? Somebody, come on, y'all. So I need, I need this is where we get uh, crowd participation. What is it right now do you think that celebrities are promoting in as far as food, uh, cannibalism, close but not quite, close, Fasting. It's almost like a form of fasting, but you're close. Well, maybe not, but no, but no. What do y'all think? Come on. What do you think celebrities are promoting right now, which is a a mechanism to condition people to think a different way about food? Thank you. You you are bugs. It's the eating of bugs. 
the eating of bugs is is the new hot shit in in Hollywood right now. Okay, eating insects, new hot shit. Nicole Kidman. She's a big she's a big proponent. She says she eats lots of bugs. Said watch Nicole Kidman eat lots of bugs, which she does regularly. Two billion people around, what to say, two billion people around the world eat bugs. And the actress happens to be, um, some actresses happen to be some of them. Vanity, it says, Vanity Fair's um, secret talent theater, Kidman, showed off her ability to eat micro livestock. Now, now check this out. That was Oprah. Michael B. Jordan. They always gotta put some niggas in it. Michael B. Jordan and Oprah. Hold on. I'm Nicole Kidman, and I am going to eat a full course meal of bugs. You're gonna eat a full course meal of bugs. Next are crickets, which she describes as awesome, like nothing you've ever tasted. for, For dessert, Kidman enjoys fried grasshoppers. Which she highly recommends. In many parts of the world, insect-based dishes are common. Well, we know where they eat fucking bugs at, do we not? They eat bugs in third world countries. Okay? All right? That's where the fuck they Man. eat, bro. That's where they eat that. Now, if them people coming out the closet, that's that shit they've been doing in York. They've been in, eating humans and bugs. God knows what they were eating in them caves. They ain't had no electricity in those goddamn caves. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's nothing that's new. But they just coming out with it. But a lot of people eat roaches. They popularize it. Um. Well, they've been in Africa, man. They sit with niggas that eat that shit. <laughs> Them fucking Africans, man. They love that shit. I sat down and watched a damn video like 10 years ago. Um, this, these mm-hmm. African families and shit, man, how they make them. That shit did look good, though. I ain't going to need front. No, I'm not into fish eggs. Um, oh, I have. That shit mm-hmm. tastes so freaking good. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, so what's the point of it, though, Neff? What are they, um, what's the point? My point is, it's like, well, anything they want to popularize in this country, they usually use celebrity to do it. And so I haven't seen a ton of celebrities profess, openly professing that they eat bugs, and now they're doing sit-downs showing how they're eating bugs. 
to me that's all that's all my that's all my conditioning. Oh, it's chewy, it tastes great. All this and all this. And oh, it has protein. They do that with all kinds of shit. Tofu. They 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 all. How do you think that veganism and all that shit became popular? It became popular through celebrities. It was very popular in Germany. Yeah, veganism. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> just like that's cute. And, and, Man, and people these people coming it. out the. Closet. They gonna do it. They normalizing all that shit <laughs> that they've been doing behind closed doors. They put on their suit and ties and come up mm-hmm. and they bojangled everybody on this false sense of goddamn superiority and purity and intelligence. And when they go home, they fucking babies and eating human parts. They've been doing this shit. Now they want to force mm-hmm. their lifestyle on everybody else. They, they've they been doing this. It's in their fucking books. All these people know is bloodshed and death. And now they're at the point where they could just come out the closet and have a goddamn playground. It's like playing on a playground with these people right now. they they doing whatever the fuck they want to do with impunity. Who going to say shit? Who gonna That's stop true. them? Right. Who gonna stop right. them? Look at all these damn kids that they snatching and 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 snatching people kids and putting them under the the child service agency. You never seeing these kids anymore, and ain't nobody gonna say shit. Look at all these kids that they're about to line up this school year and shoot them with poison. And ain't nobody going to say shit. You you will have nothing, and you're going to like it. You're going to be happy. And you're going to be happy. And if you ain't going to be happy, we're going to send one of our 87,000 goddamn IRS troops to lock your motherfucking ass up. How about that? <laughs> and ain't nobody going to do shit. That's where these people are at right now. This is exactly where yeah. the fuck they at right now. Absolutely. All right. Let's tap into. Uh, I'm gonna tap into. Uh, Behold the pale horse. Uh, real quick. A couple pages of that. Um, especially the part where because now we're getting into FEMA, and Mr. Larry just and, tapped and, in and, on and FEMA. This shit makes me upset. Every time I think about it, I know it too. I because can hear your voice. <laughs> I, 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 I can see because we blew our fucking destiny. I'm a fucking businessman. When we see mm-hmm. opportunity, you exploit it. How the fuck, in general, did black America fuck up an opportunity of a lifetime? Because they believe in everything Democrats tell them. They don't, look, they don't question look, shit. They um, don't analyze shit. Mm, I Larry, black people didn't. They, um, they rigged the election, baby. Yeah, they did. Yeah. You can only do it, though, by gassing up particular parts of the of, of 
collection of people. They doing it again. They doing it again. Okay. Here, here's the headline. Well, the they, don't really of need, they don't really need to do it um, to use the people. They can create. Right. The the point. They can create. That's the, what I'm they, saying. They, yeah. they did it before. They did it before. And they did it before. And they did it before. Yeah. And they'll do it again. They don't need the people. But they they use it as, like you said, they gas. You just said they they create it. They create the illusion. They they do it all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. But they is use nothing it. But television. The illusion is nothing but television to make people think that people are voting by the numbers by showing that shit, by right. showing them in line and all of that. Right. That's a fucking lie. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. know for a fact when they want somebody in, they're gonna get they 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 get them in. Voting has nothing to do with it. But this time around, if if I'll, because I wasn't quite listening, but I think that's where um, Lowry was was speaking on how that black people fuck this shit up, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. the the majority of black people that vote didn't even vote this election. True. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! And I actually well, how, how so? when they said Georgia had the biggest turnout. And their and their state's history in They are lying. Well, half of those they stole are, all the ballots. fucking votes. All the votes were found mm. in fucking trash cans, chick. <laughs> God damn it! Well, you they, know they, they were damn lying they, because because all the people that voted for my brother votes didn't even get counted. They went and threw that shit over there to um Biden. So, so they turned a, out, they but lied. they stole it. So they, that means the they turned out, Don. If you just said no, they ended they, up in the garbage no, can, I'm that means they turned even out. Even if they're lying, they lied about that shit. That is a lie. So which part is the lie? That they was in the garbage can? Whatever you saying that they said, that's a lie. All a of lie. it is a yes. lie. What that's they what said. Meet the 200 women that took over Georgia and all yes. that fucking shit. That's a goddamn mm-hmm. lie. They stole every fucking boat. They stole that shit. They threw right. that shit. They either well, they trashed used, it they, or they threw they that used... motherfucker. They either trashed okay. it or threw it. That's I, I, a goddamn lie. I, I'm with you on that, but they but still to, wait, use the launching out. But back to what, um, it, it appears that shit, but that's not true. It appears that shit. Then why they always talking to niggas then? Then why they always talking to niggas? Because they're going to always talk to niggas. Because they do need niggas to vote. They have to whine. They have to lie to niggas. If it starts with a lie, it's a lie all the way through. Niggas don't really yes. fucking mm-hmm. do that shit. Right. Yeah, they don't. The only time that was fucking real, which was naturally real, was when that goddamn white mixed nigga uh, ran for president. That was the only real time that niggas actually did it. They did it off of color. Niggas, niggas did it off of black. Niggas don't do it off of white. They didn't have to force niggas to vote for um, Biden. That was naturally was going to happen. They didn't have to show a whole bunch of niggas lined up. You didn't have to do none of that. That was going to happen regardless. They didn't need niggas Mm -hmm. for Obama. Niggas needed Obama because he was black. But when it's a white face, that's when they go hard on niggas. That's when they want to show, oh, look, you know what I'm saying, niggas is voting and shit. Or they trying to stop niggas from voting. 
Like right. on that pipe shit, but that one. was the only goddamn time. But niggas in a lot right. a lot of black people did not vote at all, not even in Georgia. Well, they're doing it again. Right. Here they go. They're doing yeah, it again. Yeah, they're stealing. Florida That's all they're going to do. Shit, who running? Who's the opponent? Who's the presidential opponent for who they got? Right. Well, that's well, the question. They trying to disqualify. That's the question. Oh, they, they don't have any. No, okay. no one has been. No one has been. No one's out there. It, it could be. Well, they uh, can't the do nothing. They're trying to make sure. They're trying to make sure Trump can't. That's the point. They can't do nothing if they don't have nobody that they can't do nothing about for. Okay, but they're so first. But they're setting the precursor. The Here's the precursor, though. Here's the framing of it. Florida Republicans targeted black voters. They got the, the department, as of today, in a court filing, the Department of Justice said on a court filing on Wednesday that the state of Florida have enacted laws that prevent, um, that are discriminatory towards black people. See, that's what I'm saying. That's how they, they gin niggas up. So they always, anything they do, they use niggas as a launching pad for it. This is what they do. That's that's the point that I'm making for whatever else they want to do, what they want to steal, kill, whatever it is they want to do, they still use niggas as the jump off. That that's all I'm saying. The Department of Justice is 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 in on this right now. When it's real crimes being committed. But that's just to that's to jam niggas up. Because why in the state of Florida? Because it could be Ron DeSantis is the one that they want to select, that that one side wants to select. So that's not by chance. They ain't saying Mexicans. They ain't saying Asians. They're not saying Hindus, East Indians. No, black voters. So why do that? So why do it? Liz in Wisconsin? What you mean, Liz? What what is Liz in Wisconsin? You talking about Liz Cheney from Wyoming? What you talking about, Jayo? What's up, Ja? Yeah, they, yeah. Then she got the boot. Yeah, yeah. They 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 threw they they told her to kick rocks. I mean, man, that's a, that's the daughter of a fucking war criminal. Come on now, fucking. Her daddy is Dick Cheney. <laughs> Shit. Her man got so much blood on his fucking hands. Fuck her too. But um I wanna uh touch base on um on this one right here. Here we go. Uh so we'll go to the FEMA. Is this FEMA? Uh yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. Here we go. So we, the last one we read was about the Sandinistas and basically how they said we uh, America has really been under military control since Wednesday. We read last week since Lincoln. They were saying, but um, under Reagan, uh, you had all these um, covert bills and executive orders that were put on the books from the Iran Contra scandal. All right, let's go to Chapter 6, H.R. 4079 and FEMA. 
the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the tool that can be used to establish the police state, all right? Patriots and tax protesters, you must never be found at home on any holiday. Your life depends upon how well you can obey that rule. Now, that's interesting because if you ever watch X-Files, the movie, that's my movie, and um, the man tells uh, Kurzweil, who's in an alley with Mulder, and he tells them um, that the national emergency will be done on a holiday where basically they'll break out these laws and go into a police state. They probably possibly got it from this book, but that's interesting. Here we go. FEMA. The following is a transcript of an audio tape with an urgent message from William Cooper on subject HR 479. We must stop the traitors now. William Cooper dedicated, dictated, they, yeah, dictated this information to me by phone in 1990, and I re- recorded the information he has given. Okay, da, 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 let's go. Yeah, there's a guy by the name of Buster Horton. He's a member of FEMA, and he's a member of the interdepartmental unit, which is empowered in the event of a national security emergency to become the unelected national government, a sort of FEMA secret government, so to speak. A pretext for invoking those emergency measures can be found almost daily in the newspapers. It can be anything from suspicion of debt payments by the high bureaus of American countries to the mass runs of U.S. commercial banks. And that um, and that's an issue, by the way, oh, fast, I don't know what I mean, being handled personally by the National Security Council and Brent Sokroff. The food shortages, the drug war, the whole bit, anything, any disaster emergency declared at all, even including the oil spill from the Exxon tanker in Alaska. If the president has declared in a national declared a national emergency that could have triggered it. Any instability in the Middle East, anything in fact. And they've already tested their capabilities in April of nineteen eighty four with Rex R E X A four A. And that was designed to test the readiness of the US civilian and military agencies to respond to a serious national security crisis. Now, the executive order that will implement this is the um, executive order 11051, details responsibilities for the Office of Emergency Planning or FEMA. It gives authorization to put all executive orders in effect in the time of national emergency declared by the president, increasing international tensions or economical or financial crisis, all right? Said note that it covers every conceivable domestic crisis, but does not even mention war or nuclear attack. Well, again, will we say, Mr. Lowry, that they're looking to, um, how many, um, what's the newest executive or national emergency that they want, climate change? Are they working on climate change now? They already have mm-hmm. one under health, two under health, the monkeypox and the Climate mother of them all. Climate change is mind control. Yes, it is. That's the I cold agree. word. Yes, when they yell climate change, they're saying mind control. So now listen when they start talking about it. 
and then just switch mm-hmm. it to mind control. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Zena. Absolutely. So All yeah, right. we're under Here two. We we're under two national emergencies, right? That's why I keep saying mm-hmm. uh, that we're technically under the jurisdiction of the military, the federal emergency management mm-hmm. administration. That's the military outfit, uh, because we're under those national emergencies that he keep extending. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, what happened on Christmas in, in, in Nashville? I remember it was a building. Like, wasn't that with the man with the in the trailer, Jael, when it was a blast, like, in the middle of the night, early morning or something like that? And it was, it was somebody in the trailer? You talking about that blast? Was it, was it that one? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. You okay. should read that again, um, Say say again. Starting from a pretext, you should read that again. Okay, well, let me see that, that, that sets the okay. deck for where we're at now. Today. So we we yeah. had a question yeah. up earlier. I think it was, you know, uh, I don't know if it was in or not. How are they able to bypass and force all this bullshit down our throat? And this, mm-hmm. that, this, what you're reading now explains how they're doing it. A lot of this stuff is smoke and mirrors because we have, in effect, national emergencies. And what you just read is explaining what is a national emergency and what happened during the national emergency. Gotcha. All right, let's run it back. Um, Here here it is, y'all, just in case. Let me give y'all the, um, in case y'all want to read along or just have it for your own. Right there. And put that in the chat room for the family over here. Here you go. Uh, We are on page of the PDF 125. A pretext for invoking those emergency measures can be found almost daily in the newspapers. It could be anything from the suspension of debt payments. Ooh, is that like student debt payments? Oh. Mm -hmm. Um. Are they talking about doing 3.9 uh, billion uh, mm-hmm. forget loan forgiveness? Um, it can be anything from suspension of debt payments by the higher brewers of American countries to mass runs on U.S. commercial banks. And that's, that's I don't know, I think that's a misspell. Mm-hmm. That's an issue. By the way, that's being handled personally by the National Security Council and Brent Scowcroft to food shortages, to the drug war, the whole bit, anything, any disaster emergency declared at all, even including the oil spill from the Exxon tanker in Alaska. If the president has declared a national emergency, that could have triggered it. Any instability in the Middle East, anything, in fact. And they have already tested their capabilities in April of 1984 with REX-A4A. And that was designed to test the readiness of the U.S. civilian and military agencies to respond to a serious national security crisis. Now, the executive order that will implement this is Executive Order 11051. Is it? All right, Jayla. Let's see if I get up. 
Oh, I, I saw what you're saying. Okay. Um, it gives it gives authorization. It gives authorization to put all executive orders. Oh, well, I lost my space. It gives authorization to put all executive orders into effect in times of national security declared by the president. Increase international tension or economical or financial crisis. Note that it covers every conceivable domestic crisis, but not, but it does not even mention war or nuclear attack. Now, the only thing that has to happen for FEMA to be able to implement all the executive orders, emergency um, executive orders, is that the president to declare a national emergency of any type as long as it's a national emergency. Okay, here we go, y'all. We're about to run off a couple of these uh, executive orders. Okay, J1, I follow you. All right, here we go. Um, Executive Order 10995 provides for the takeover of the communications media. Executive Order 10997 provides the takeover of all electric, power, petroleum, gas, fuels, and minerals. Executive Order 10988 provides um, provides for the takeover of food resources and farms. Executive Order 10999 provides for the takeover of all modes of transportation, control of highways, seaports, etc. Executive Order 11000 provides for mobilization of all civilians into work brigades under the government supervision. Oh. Essential oh. Think, essential non-essential workers during the pandemic. That. That is all. Is that what that was? Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Really now. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is real because really I'm looking it up. Has, I haven't seen that shit is real. It's real. Yeah. Um look up uh Google Executive Order one one zero five one and it should come up and you can put the link in the uh, chat for the people. So they can read zero, the executive zero. order themselves. What is it? Executive Order 11051. Uh, okay. Google it just like that, and it should give you a I good thing. I got it. And there you go. Now, that's, that's what we're talking about now. So when she posts that executive order, print it down for yourself. That tells you Here, let me get to, um, um, what happens in a national Emergency. So, Dawn, you know, I I get competitive sometimes. Please forgive me. Mm-hmm. Well, I can, mm-hmm. I am who I am, really. No, so don't worry. It is who you are. Is. And then Dawn comes in <laughs> and say, "Well, they stole the election." So mm-hmm. then she said, "Well, if one thing is a lie." All of it is a lie. Um, I alluded to that earlier when you was talking about this inflation bill. If they lying about it's supposed to reduce inflation, everything else in that motherfucker is a lie. Right? If it started yeah. as a lie, it's going to end as a lie. A lie is a lie is a lie. Right? So 
everything they're giving us is a lie because we're under a fucking national emergency. The things that you said that they can do under a national emergency, take over communications, take over electric mm-hmm. power, take over food, take over transportation, uh, mobilization of civilians mm-hmm. under work brigades, governmental takeover of health, education, welfare function. What has happened in mm-hmm. the last two years? All of that. All of that. That's all what they it. did, and they and 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 it's all covered out of a tsunami of a bullshit to give Americans an illusion. When for real, we're under a fucking national emergency. And I post, I've been posting this shit all week, cause it hit me. The only issue is this nigga need to rescind those national emergencies. And he won't. What the fuck? He won't yield it. And he, and he won't yield it. He won't. He won't relinquish it. They. It's still the national. It's still under the country. Is still under yeah. a national emergency. When 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 it's still, when, it's still under. When the former president, forty five, mm-hmm. declared a national emergency, they shut down the whole goddamn United States, folks. And at the time, we're going through it. We're talking about it. Behind sight, we're looking at it. Just think about the magnitude of that. He declared a national emergency and shut down the entire United States. That's the power of a national emergency. That's the power that they have. So... All these executive orders you're reading that is is triggered by a national emergency, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and fucking Alex Jones is guilty too, because he's talking about the Great Reset. They're taking over all of this, but all of this stuff is things that they can do once a national emergency is declared. So it. It ain't got nothing to do with no goddamn law right now. It don't have nothing to do with nerve representative and nerve office that we have. Technically, maybe even selling us on that the election was, you know, of course it was stolen, but it was stolen in a different way because we was on a goddamn national emergency. And that nullifies everything, according to what I'm reading in this right here. Yeah, here we go. Let's continue on. Executive Order 11002 designates the Postmaster General to operate a national registration of all persons. Ooh. Executive Order 11003 provides that the government to take over airports and aircraft. Executive Order One One, so they can say it, it can't be a plane in the fucking sky if they wanted to. That's crazy. Yeah. Executive Order One One Zero Zero Four provides for the Housing and Finance Authority to relocate communities. 
designate areas to be abandoned and to establish new locations for populations. Executive Order 11005 provides that for the government to take over railroads, inland waterways, and public storage facilities. Now, all of these are combined under Nixon. All of these were combined under Nixon into one huge executive order, which allows all of this to take place if the president declares a national emergency. And it can be implemented by the head of FEMA, not the president. Thank you. Thank you. The president. <laughs> Thank you. That kind they of. Busted. That- <laughs> they busted. They <laughs> busted. That makes it even That reminds worse. me of something. So that lets you know. That makes it worse. Trump, Trump and all of them had no, once they declared a national emergency, he wasn't in control of shit. That's he it. He wasn't in control of nothing. That's where the takeover happened. Because remember, when this shit first went down, Trump got on the news and said the Democrats are trying to hoax us again. We'll get through this. Then a month later, he came back and he changed his fucking tune. Now, why he yeah. changed his tune, I don't know. Right? He was Strange things happen up there. Strange things happen up there. If he took that oath, he took that oath, he got to do what he got to do because he took the oath. Right? He a billionaire. Right. Let's not play games. So if he took that oath, ultimately, they fly him somewhere. And and a big ass man looking like the motherfucker Pope come out with incense and shit. Come on into <laughs> this room, Trump. Remember this oath right here. And these people take them oaths deadly fucking serious. It is not a game. They take it real serious. And uh he came back and changed his tune and then we went into national emergency. Once we went into national emergency technically Everything since then has been under the control of FEMA. And currently. And currently. Because, again, he has not – he's still – still, we're still under national emergency. They have not relinquished. He hasn't relinquished that nationally. It's, and it's that's why all they're these... hitting us with all this mm-hmm. shit. They're hitting us all with right. it. Because the only thing that could get those national emergencies mm-hmm. rescinded is a mass uprising and attention being put on those national emergencies. But nobody is asking that question because they hitting us with a bunch of non-relevant bullshit. Don is absolutely correct. All of it is a lie because we're under a national emergency. Alex Jones ain't saying mm. that shit. Steve Bannon ain't said that shit. Uh, Whoever the fuck else is out there, none of these people are saying they sending us on wild goose chases. Because the issue is, why are we still under a national emergency? Right. Yeah, no no one is, is mentioned the fact that that has not been rescinded at all. Still hasn't. <clears throat> Here we go. It says now all of these were combined under Nixon into one huge executive order, which allows 
all of this to take place if the president declares a national emergency, and it can be implemented by the head of FEMA, not the president. The president has already given him the, that power under these executive orders. All of these were combined into Executive Order 11490, and that was signed by President Carter on July 20th, 1979, and is, in fact, law. What's that number? That was uh, um, Executive Order 11490. I'm about to look that up, too. There it is. Yep, there it is. Assigning emergency preparedness functions to federal departments and agencies, one, to obtain and provide information as to emergency functions or assignments of individual departments or agencies determine requirements and arrange for pre-recordings to provide continually a program service over the emergency. These fucking bastards. It says Executive Order 1149, an executive order of 8 October 28, 1969, calls for federal agencies to prepare for plans for state of emergency that would require all, over all civilian manpower mobilization programs and related emergency measures. The order was con- um, conceived and signed by Richard Nixon. But it became law. It became HR 479, passed into law by Jimmy Carter in 1979. So it went from an executive order to a law, to HR, that's mm. House of Representatives 4079. Ooh. Right, because he can't establish a law with an executive order. Mm-hmm. There you go, y'all. Um, so it says, so if H.R. 79 is passed, the president does what it says and declares a national emergency because of the drug situation, whether it's for one year, five years, five minutes, or forever. It doesn't make any difference. FEMA can then can implement all these executive orders, take over all local, state, and national government suspensions, Suspend or and suspend the Constitution and do whatever they want to do. Now remember what North said during the Iran-Contra hearings. He said that they were prepared to suspend the Constitution of the United States, and he said if he hadn't been, if it hadn't been for their getting caught, that this would have happened, and all that, and, and all. And all that did was delay it. This is what is still going to happen. Now they, now that they've nominated, and I think he's appointed General Calvin Franklin, who who's the head of FEMA. He has been nominated um, of discuss, discussions proposing the removal of the implementation of the National Guard in Washington D.C. And Major General Franklin is or was the commanding general of the District of Columbia National Guard. Now you have got to know that the National Guard would be of no help at all in combating drug traffic in Washington, D.C. or anything else. 
the civil, the primary effectiveness of the National Guard is in controlling mass civil disorders. On March 24th, President Bush issued a new executive order delegating to the director of FEMA powers which were vested in the president by the Disaster Relief and Emergency Assistance Act of 1988. And although the orders is described by the White House as simply a technical matter, in reality, the revision delegates to the FEMA director direct responsibility for a large number of items which were early, earlier only the president's prerogative. And that includes responsibility for general federal assistance, federal emergency assistance, hazard mitigate, mitigation, individual and family grant programs, and the power to direct other federal agencies to assist in an emergency. And that's the key. All other federal agencies will come under FEMA. I mean, like the FBI, all them things, right? <laughs> all of it. It all comes under. We have, not we. I don't know what the mm-hmm. fuck to say. It ain't we now because we're reading this shit, and I'm Googling everything as we look. Yeah. Here's the it, thing. It's when you real. look at HR... Yeah. 4079 You know how Mm -hmm. we had found For the people I think we did for the people bill A few months ago But then when we Mm -hmm. looked at it It was a bill before that A bill before that That bill was running for about 15 years They kept adding shit Into the same bill So when you look at 4079 This bill has been amended From the time it was passed All the way up And through 2021 and one of those Ooh. amendments they put in there was disease and parasites. And that wow. was in the 117th Congress. So this bill is running from the time that it was signed up into now. 1979, right? Up until now. 79. They're amended for 79. So if you pull up so 4279 for 42 fucking years, they're adding stuff in there that will be covered under what was formerly an executive order. That executive order probably was challenged in court, deemed unconstitutional, because you can't do law through executive order, so they came up with 479 and passed it. And they've been adding shit into that law ever since. Ever since. Right. We may have wow. not seen the worst. What we what we went through for the past two years was assimilation exercise to ensure that the necessary systems is in place for mm-hmm. when they really, really step this game up. Because that's a, you don't shut down a whole goddamn country. So they already shut down the whole country. They divided people into essential, non-essential. They already said, if you want this stimulus, you must be registered through the IRS in order to get that stimulus check. 
So mm-hmm. everybody who got that stimulus, you're now mm-hmm. up to date in IRS system. The right. same agency right, right. that they just hired 67,000 motherfuckers, right, 80%. with guns and everything else. Now, we thought we was getting a stimulus check to help with the economy, but we wasn't because they intentionally shut down the goddamn economy. It ain't like this stuff happened organically. They they said we had, it, it went from coronavirus to SARS-CoV-2 to COVID. To, I don't even know what the fuck it is now because they done had eight different names. But they said that, and from that went the national emergency. From the national emergency went the intentional key, mm-hmm. intentional shutdown of your economy. From there, they divided us into segments. Essential, non-essential. The essential, you keep working, you get paid. Non-essential, here, you go get your unemployment, and we're going to give you some stimulus money. But in order to get the stimulus money, you have to be up to date in this. Yeah, right. Then they come back after they did all of that, right, after. Mm -hmm. Now Joe comes in the office. You better get the shot. And when you get the shot, they're going to give you a card that says you have the shot. That then goes into a database. You want religious resemption? We think if we're getting over with these religious exemptions, what they're doing is separating those who are going to stand on religion. Because remember, they want to abolish all religion. So now we have a good idea because all these motherfuckers put in religious exemption. So we got non-essential. We got essential. We got the stimulus people in the IRS system. We have you taking a shot. We have your card. So we know who's complying. And who's and not who complying? Ooh, right. That's where this is going. So the next emergency we have, they got everything already game plan because they took us through that simulation. So they, so so some places were under uh, curfew or lockdown, but you know yeah, they, they curfew, wasn't really right. enforcing it. They just wanted to see how you, they wanted us to break it. They wanted us to be disobedient so then they can go back and feed into their data sets. This happened, that happened, we need to put this here, do that there. Okay, this segment, the religious people, they raised too much hell. And here all the motherfuckers is right here because they put in a religious exemption because they didn't want to get the shot. I think all of this was a simulation headed to the mother of all mothers that will come at some point in time, probably very soon, because they're trying to take us to a digital economy. That they Uh, are. Facts. And the facts is, what you're reading today, we're under a national emergency, and they can do all this grand shit in a national emergency, so now is not an issue of law right. or legislation. 
It's an issue of organization and make sure everything mm-hmm. is in place. And this shit, this shit gonna be worse than goddamn Soviet Union when Stalin and them was up there around the motherfuckers up. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's what's happening what, right what now. What is it, huh? Hold on. Yep. All right. Let's finish this last little piece. Here to finish this up. It says, let's read that last sentence. On March 24th, President Bush issued a new executive order delegating the director of FEMA powers, which were vested in the president by the Disaster Relief and Emergency Act of 1988. And although the order is described by the White House as simply a technical matter, in reality, the revision delegates um, delegates to the FEMA director direct responsibility for a large number of items which were earlier on only the president's prerogative. And that includes responsibility for general federal assistance, federal emergency assistance, hazard mitigation, individual and family grant programs, and the power to direct other federal agencies to assist in an emergency. And that's the key. Um, All other federal agencies will come under FEMA. Of course, the the president retains the power to actually declare an emergency, but as soon as he does that, the implementation of the measures utilized will be transferred directly to the director of FEMA. The brains behind this contingency plan for a police state were the members of the Council of Foreign Relations on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commission, both of which Bush is a member, and Brett Skolkoff, National Security Advisor, who was a member of FEMA's advisory board until he was appointed by Bush to head the National Security Council. He is a member of the Trilateral Commission and also a business partner of Harry Kissinger, who has been a traitor to this country for many, many years. And, of course, Skolkoff will become the superior to FEMA in the chain of command of the national security emergency whenever it is declared. The FEMA advisory board is is dominated by Professor Samuel P. Huntington. In 1978, Huntington drafted for Jimmy Carter Presidential Memorandum 32, which led to the creation of FEMA in 1979. Um, and he's a Harvard professor. What up, Jael? See, Jael just came into the a mansion over there. Just became a member of the mansion on Discord. What's happening? He said he wrote the seminal piece for the Trilateral Commission in the mid-1970s, recommending that democracy and economic development be discarded as outdated ideas. Check that out. Outdated. Democracy, outdated. Economic development, outdated. He wrote as co-author of the book, of the book, Cries in Democracy, we have come to recognize that there are potential desirable limits to economic growth. 
there are also potential desirable limits to the infinite extension of political democracy. A government which lacks authority will have little ability short of cataclysmic crisis to impose on its people the sacrifices which may be necessary. Ooh-wee, ooh-wee. Did y'all catch that? <laughs> Yo, did y'all catch what that man just said? He said all that democracy shit, voting on shit, having to talk to these people about a goddamn thing is a problem. It's a problem. He said it, it's a problem. The government which lacks authority will have little ability, short of a cataclysmic crisis, to impose on its people the sacrifices where it may be necessary. Yeah, that's what just happened with this uh, with this shit. Cataclysmic. They say, and, that, and that's why they wanted to see how the people were going to react. Who was going to refuse? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Who was going to refuse? Mm-hmm. How they reacted to it? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This man said we we need to get rid of this democracy shit. This this is too this too much. It take too long. But too much it shit goes we gotta go through. Deeper than that. 